1: It is April 15th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Tonight, AEW Rampage, Friday Night Smackdown. I am joined by Alfred Kanoa, NYC NYCD Diva Issa. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and my love language is ranting. Welcome okay. to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Tonight, <laughs> Rampage on before Smackdown. This bizarre world. should become
2: a thing. It should become a thing. I enjoyed it more.
1: The introduction yes, to the opposites. A- yes. Alfred, what'd you think? Of Rampage or of the just Yeah, just shows? the format. The format going one than the other this time.
3: I, I had no problem with it. It's weird because it's very early here on the West Coast, but I'm a fan of getting out of this. As much as I love doing podcasts with you, it's better to do them early so that, you know, we can get out and have uh, more time to go out in these streets. And I like it. I'm all for the four o'clock Rampage, five o'clock SmackDown. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I don't think the viewership is going to be all that good, particularly because a lot of people here in L.A. on the West Coast are working at four o'clock. Uh, but um, we'll see what happens in terms of how this is going to affect them.
1: Um, you know, it puts SmackDown at a huge disadvantage to go after Rampage.
2: Especially and, after that main event, which will get yes. what I, I enjoy that match.
1: Yeah, let me make the comparison, uh, Isa Alfred. I'm sure both of you have been this this way in other people's lives before, where you know, uh maybe they'll have a date and maybe the date's so-so, and then come uh, oh, I don't know, let's say nine o'clock Eastern time, you get the text, you know, and they're like, Hey, date was just okay. You mind if I come by for a little bit? You know, and that's that's really the main event of their evening, seeing one of you after they had the disappointing date. Imagine. If they saw you at at uh, seven p.m. Eastern, like why even go on the date after? Why even go after the date after time in the waiting room in the nasty nest? Why even, why even go on date date ever? Why just go home, read a book, and fall asleep?
2: Yeah, is I mean, Applebee's is... even open that early?
3: <laughs> it is. I can confirm that Applebee's is open that early. I believe it okay, opens
2: good. At, good. Uh,
3: <laughs> so yeah, good. we we kind of had. You know,
1: SmackDown was the refractory period tonight.
3: Yeah, very much so. I mean, WWE seems like they're very much in a whole refractory period for the whole roster after WrestleMania. They're just kind of trying to get past WrestleMania backlash, and then they're going to start doing things with their top stars. But,
1: yeah, very uh, forgettable episode of SmackDown. That that should be our after-after-show podcast, the refractory period with Alfred yeah. and Glenn. I like that.
2: I like that.
1: Yeah. We just we'll do it while flex. smoking cigarettes. We're just
3: laying down yeah. so I go – that was a good podcast <laughs>
1: yeah and be like you know i'm not even sure why i'm into the things that i'm into but you know i i, I make it work you know <laughs> uh yeah but tonight it was so it was a very different rhythm very very different rhythm uh starting off with the rampage uh we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about everything but alfred first what's going on in the news
3: Oh, everything is
1: going on in the news. Stop me if you've heard this before.
3: Tony Twitter fingers is running wild all over Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. My favorite character in all of Twitter. You keep this up, Tony. He is getting messy on Twitter now. As we know, they have the debut of Satnam Singh at the end of AEW Dynamite. Not a lot of people like that. We were talking about that, me and Justin LaVar on the AEW podcast this past Wednesday. A lot of people upset in our chat. Uh, And rightfully so. It really was um, something that was kind of botched in terms of turning off the lights, getting people's expectations up. Tony Khan admitted this much on Busted Open Radio, saying that maybe, you know, he could have handled it better. But then the fun began when he went on Twitter and became our favorite character, Tony Twitter Fingers, for the second week in a row. Tony was involved in a Twitter controversy. You can still turn into this on Fridays, you
2: know? It's always on Fridays.
3: This is the best wrestling show on Friday nights. It's better than SmackDown, better than Rampage. Tony Khan versus Twitter is the best wrestling show on Friday nights. And he went after all these fans, some of whom have like 100 followers. In fact, one of the fans had 105 followers, 106 now because i following the guy. Uh, at DJ Danny Duckett, give him a follow. And uh, Tony Khan insisted that he gets ratioed. So DJ Danny Duckett said that Tony Khan needs to hire a booker. That's done this before, and Tony Khan took it personally, thin skin and all, and said that you need to hire this ratio. So Tony Khan really trying his hand at cyberbullying, so that all those incels in the AEW fan base, and there's a lot of them, can go after this young man, and uh, Tony Khan uh, really getting in hot water. And a week after that bot's controversy, which I think we can all agree, kind of painted him in a light where he's got thin skin and is playing the victim. Tony Khan seems right. to be doubling down on uh, this tw- Tony Twitter fingers persona. What do you think about this, Isa?
2: I'm going to tell you something, okay? He went and busted up a radio, and he goes and he says that the lights out decision wasn't his. It was an expert that has 30 years of experience in the industry. Okay, what about the other 200 freaking thousand times you shut the light off for nobody to show up? Who are you <laughs> going to blame it on? But this time, because people are criticizing you, Uncle Tony, you need to relax, bro. Like, come on, have a drink show stay out of twitter stay out of twitter ah no no don't do it because i find it quite entertaining Okay, please don't do it like i i freaking love it especially on fridays i'm like you know what let me (laughs) see what tony twitter fingers is doing but um i thought i thought the ratio was cute it reminded me of an argument but i still gotta have the last word and just say something that's completely unrelated to the argument just to get the last word in but overall like i get it just admit that you messed up you know just admit that you messed up and, and move on
1: he is the elon musk of professional wrestling (laughs) he might try to buy twitter like elon
3: musk because he's billionaires this is the thing about billionaires very thin skin not a lot of self-awareness so when they see stuff like this on twitter instead of just kind of letting it roll off their skin they're going to want to control that narrative and control everything that's why one of the reasons why elon musk whom i do like uh sometimes is trying to buy twitter he wants to buy that control over what people say about him and his company
1: well tony i just want to put it out there i know you watch this podcast i am for sale for a very reasonable price
2: (laughs) what how much you know, are talking, Wait, what, Come on. What what are you what, server Or services? Like what's going on? Glenn?
3: Well, you how, know, many, uh, how many flowers? How many flowers are we talking? A thousand flowers, uh, two thousand flowers? <laughs> Alfred,
1: I know where you're getting that link from. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought about that since they shut down that section of Craigslist. Um, <laughs> but no, um <laughs> uh no, look. I think, uh, look. If, I'm saying, Tony Khan, if you want the Wrestling podcast, if you want to own Tuesdays and Fridays, and you want this to be all AEW, and you know uh, Vince McMahon is buying bots to troll you, if you want me to push your agenda, uh, you know we'll negotiate. I don't want to say a starting price because Alfred, I might be valuing myself too low. Sure. You know, but but I'm just saying I'm open. I'm open to shill for well, AEW. You gotta wait for him to make an
2: offer, and then you gotta counter offer the offer.
1: Well, I think sometimes the problem is you, people don't get offers because we don't put ourselves out there enough and just let them know that we are for sale as uh, media personalities. Yeah. So why not, you know, just fully go out there and uh, let it be known that for the right price, Tony, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be Tony. Tony Twitter figures is a
3: genius. I'm
2: not, I'm not for know, sale, just... Tony. I'm not for sale, Tony. But you can subscribe to my OnlyFans.
3: Well, let me tell you something. I, I'm right there with you, Glenn, in terms of anybody who has any dirt that they want to share with me to make the other company look bad, I'm open for business. I don't care who you are. If it's going to bring people to my Twitter, if okay. it's going to get me in the stratosphere, I'll do AEW Fast Nationals, I'll do MLW Fast Nationals, I'll do WWE Fast Nationals, I'm open for
1: business, and I'm an expensive hoe, but I'm open for business. And with that in mind, Alfred. check Alfred's Twitter feed tomorrow for Fast Nationals for tonight the to streets, see how SmackDown the, 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 the streets are going to
2: send the numbers. The streets are going to call in sooner because <laughs> the show ended earlier. So we're going to hear for the streets pretty early on. <laughs> right. But Alfred, I have a conspiracy theory. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so my conspiracy theory is that Tony Khan keeps changing the time slot for Rampage to call out bots. So, like, bots are not going to figure out what time Rampage is on. You know, it's like a, like, like how you have to prove that you're human on computer. Only humans can figure out what time the real Rampage is on. So, he knows that the number of people watching are actual humans. Think about that
3: it. It's brilliant. That, that's exactly think. what I think is going on. She, he's trying to get around the body. He's overthinking himself now. I love that idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Heather Abud saying we're her favorite three Destiny's Child Who, Soul Decision Who. Y'all are the ultimate three. Here's how old I am. Heather. I still think of Destiny's Child as a quartet. That's what an old man I
2: am. Wow. Oh,
3: damn.
2: Damn.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they really flexed that last woman out, that poor woman. But thank you, Heather. Shout oh, out to two. two actually. Two. They got Love it right.
2: Heather. Love Heather.
3: Elite yeah. company that she put us in. Wow. She would have said oh, black so IPs, I mean oh, or the Fugees my, then my life would have been set. There
1: you go. Can't believe black IPs replaced Fergie. Where was the outrage over that? Yeah. I feel like, as a nation, we really should have flexed our voice.
2: Like, do you not know, realize that Fergie had replaced someone, too, when she came in, so...
1: Had you wait, was yeah.
2: there their singer before Fergie? Oh, there was a singer before Fergie, and Fergie replaced her. So, I ooh, remember you,
1: before they had you a gotta go band. down that YouTube
2: rabbit hole, but well, I remember
1: originally <laughs> when Will I Am uh did a guest track. I mean, Will, Will I Am was on Ruthless Records? He did a great guest verse on Blood of Abraham. Uh a Jewish hip-hop group signed to Ruthless Records. Great collab with young Will I Am and eazy E and Blood of Abraham. And then I remember seeing them live without. A female uh, vocalist on their first album, but then I that just must remember. Have been, when they were transitioning.
2: Triggered. That must have been. I'm gonna send yeah. you the documentary. It was. I think it was complex. Somebody did one in, in on YouTube. Really? It was really good.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I will watch that. I will watch the hell out of that. Fergie. Oh, by the way, follow up. I was talking about uh, and and this. There should be a class action lawsuit over this. I was. Depressed and excited because I saw on uh, Bandcamp and uh, the, you know, Bands in Town Fergie was playing Las Vegas. There's a DJ Fergie who's doing dates just under Fergie. I would I would burn that venue to the ground <laughs> if I showed up for a Fergie show and it was not Sarah Ferguson Cease or Stacy Ferguson. Pardon me, Stacy Ferguson, the true Duchess. Um, yeah, like what's up with that? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, F- uh Fergie's uh, first solo record now in spatial audio on Apple Music. We were listening to London Bridge in surround sound the other day. It was amazing. fantastic. And if
3: I may say, I think her national anthem performance was underrated.
1: Like this is no joke. This isn't me just being a troll. I think Fergie, like okay, the national anthem thing is one thing. I think her solo records are actually fantastic.
2: I I was
1: the drunk one. And she has some <laughs> amazing singles. Fergalicious, amazing single. Milf Money, amazing single. A Milf Money is one of the best songs of the last twenty years. I was just listening to Glamorous with Ludacris.
3: That song still slaps. She's so good. So good. Now, uh, speaking Steve, of... Uh, oh, well, you can, oh, oh, no, go just, ahead. No, no. Let's,
1: let, let, let's hear some in, Super people, Chats. Let's, let's pay some bills. Steve Marcachilli, $4.99. and successful. At, maybe, maybe it's Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Now, I just want to make this clear, Tony. Don't do it through Super Chats. This has got to be direct. I want some some like offshore Venmo. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll come up with something. No, we, can, we can, we
2: can right. put it on my overseas account, you guys. So I'll make sure you guys can it. Ah, there you go. Oh my, yeah. my entire
1: life I've wanted a Swiss bank account so bad. Like as a kid, I was like, oh, one day I'm going to get a Swiss bank account. I, I need to get, get into that. Uh, but Steve Marcucili, four ninety nine, dollars as successful as AEW has been. If Fox moves SmackDown to Wednesday, they'd be in major trouble in only a few months. Agree? Agree? Uh, wait, they let's... put Roman Reigns on the show? Like what the
2: hell, man? What a waste of my, my time, No Roman Reigns on SmackDown.
3: Yeah, it might be, it would definitely be trouble for AEW. I'm trying to think of, I think SmackDown's ratings might be a little better because Friday night is just a bad spot. Even for SmackDown, which does pretty good numbers in 2 million, they might be able to boost that viewership. But at the same time, going head to head with Dynamite, which would be counter-programming them, might hurt them as well. And they might go under that 2 million, I think.
1: Yeah. But I think it would be close. I think it would be closer yeah. than WWB. Credit for I Am Air. Haven't seen you in a while. Buck 99. All it takes to be on Wink's good side is buy a super chat. Thank you, I you Am Air, one of the best members of our community. Let's
3: see He's what I do
1: there? Super chat, everybody. Uh, Monkey Armada saying, Glenn, your music tastes are questionable, to say the least. Don't listen to this, I- Glenn. I like a variety. I like a lot of really good music, and I like a lot of music that is flamboyant and just does its own thing, man. You know? Expression. What else we got? What else we got? We're
3: talking about changing members in the Black Eyed Peas and Destiny's Child. Let's talk about changing names, as backstage, there's now an edict to change all these names where, of course, we've seen Walter become Gunther. We've seen Ludwig Kaiser after he was Marcel Bartel. We've seen Theory after he was Austin Theory. The only exceptions being Cody Rhodes and Gable Stevenson, who are going to be able to market themselves based on being big stars outside of WWE. So now the edict, we're going right back to everybody getting fake names. Uh, nobody's gonna get some user names for the indies. What this tells me is that the reality era, which I think has been over for years now, we all know, but it's officially dead to where WWE is completely moving away from this era of bringing in indie guys uh, and you know trying to get them over and more or less building NIL talent, building everything from the ground up. Um, and I- I'm for it, okay? I know the internet wrestling community is not going to like this, but WWE tends to get behind a lot of their homegrown talent when they build them up. We've seen Kurt Angle is of the NIL mode. Uh, Bianca Belair is the same thing, and she's become a big star. Brock Lesnar. So maybe they'll be able to build another star in that mode by uh, creating them from the NIL. But uh, another edict is that no more real names, and they're going to be changing a lot of names. Issa.
2: Yeah, I don't get surprised by this anymore. I feel like WWE doesn't own the name. They're just going to try to change it unless it's somebody that's already so established that they can't really pull that. You know that move on them they want to have the rights to these names and, and whatever they create under this character so it's a business decision at the end of the day
1: yeah and uh you know it uh helps put them at a slight disadvantage when they end up going over to AEW or impact they have to come up with something a little different
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. And apparently Austin
1: Theory's name was changed to Theory, not because of Steve Austin, but because his
3: real name is Austin, Austin White. And so they didn't want him using his real name. So now he's just Theory, which I really don't know if that's a good name. But, yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll get used to it if it gets over. No, we will <laughs> Let's talk about this Money. Final news story, we're going to talk about dollar amounts for WWE executives per the SEC filings that were released. WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon makes $2 million in terms of his WWE salary. Nick Kahn, $1.2 million. Uh, Executive Vice President of Global Talent and Strategy Development, that's Triple H, as well as Stephanie McMahon. Both of them make $730,000 each. And then Frank Riddick who is the chief financial and administrative officer, makes $850,000. Now, of course, this is just her WWE salaries. I know Vince McMahon is a billionaire. He's got stock options and whatnot. It's not including any of that stuff. So these are just her salaries. Any reaction to that, Glenn?
1: Lower than I thought it would be. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's about where I think it usually is. I think it might be a little lower for Vince. but.
1: And with inflation and in taxes, it's like they owe the government. You know, they're in the hole. They're in the red.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah this poor millionaire. Yeah, He's just is. a millionaire.
2: Yeah, he's just a millionaire, but this you don't, is you why well we work on us. So let him make a humble salary, you know.
1: This is why we can't raise taxes on the ultra rich because when we get there, you know, we're gonna we don't want to feel that pain. Absolutely. And if any of them would like to send in super chats, more than happy. And they're tax deductible.
3: Oh, oh I forgot one. I'm sorry, uh, Alfred Kunwa, who is uh, chief reporter of Fast Nationals, gets uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars from WWE. So a lot of money being wow at least they're paying you more
2: than tony Khan is only paying two hundred thousand to brian alvarez so at oh, least geez. you're thousand dollars ahead
3: oh, he's getting screwed hit me up I'll, I'll introduce you to my agent brian alvarez we'll get paid together
2: <laughs> it's just insane because when you look at
1: the real compensation like that's just a drop in the bucket compared to stock bonuses performance goal like i mean yeah they're making money hand over fist oh,
3: that sure. that's more just the then? w
1: yeah that's just the w2 wages
3: no, absolutely. Yeah. This is just like as probably a little to make their taxes look good and you know some like uh, Roger Goodell of the NFL there has been years where he paid himself a $1 salary, but like that's not what he really lives off of. There's other ways that he makes money. Yeah. And
1: there's always other ways to make money. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> how do you how know the other ways?
2: You figure it out. You just figure out what your talents are and and how to monetize, how to capitalize off of that. You know, there's always other ways to make money.
1: I was talking about this with someone. I'm I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, entrepreneurs are born, but I do think most people I know that are really successful in business like started at a really young age. I mean, I was bringing soda and candy bars to school to sell to my classmates in grade school. Because I was looking for some sort of hustle for like something. Going. I used to
2: sell. I used to sell homeworks in school, and I had different levels. Like, do you just want to pass the class? That's the cheapest level. Do you want to get an A? That's going to cost you more, but it's a well done homework. And none of them said the same thing, so the teachers would never know that they were duplicated. I was making bank.
3: Mm, see, she's a hustler. You've got all these, we got to do a podcast on all of East's hustles. Because I remember you were telling us the story about uh, uh, WrestleMania Access, where you get the kid in there to get to the front of the line. I'm hey, what? I don't remember that story. Well, and then
2: yeah. at, the, at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, I made money teaching people how to do the salsa dance because that's when Victor Cruz was super big. So I stood, <laughs> I, I stood the bar and started teaching people how to salsa, which worked out because he scored a freaking touchdown at that Super Bowl and there was some salsa dancing. So, yeah, you know, sweet. always figure out, there's always a way. To make money
1: babes always isa gets it man it's true okay so speaking of money alfred we got a sponsor tonight yes we do have a sponsor a good friend
3: conrad thompson Uh, And First Family Mortgage is our sponsor tonight. Wrestling Inc. is helping make home ownership easy by partnering with Conrad and First Family Mortgage. If you're ready for your next home, hurry on over to SaveWithWink.com right now. Stop throwing your money away on rent. You can own a home with as little as no money down. Get into your next house with SaveWithWink.com. Here are some more details from the GOAT, Tony Schiavone. We'll see you back in 30 seconds.
1: Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and Wrestling Inc.com. Maybe it's time to buy a house? Buying my house was one of the best decisions of my life. And I want to tell you, I want that for you and your family. It's a competitive market right now when it comes to buying a house. I suggest you lean on the advice of an expert. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of
0: Conrad's team will be in touch very soon.
1: Yes, go to save with wink. That's winc, save with to learn more. We thank them for sponsoring the rest of when the when
2: Tony says I want you but, like I believe it. Like he feels so yeah. genuine. I feel like
3: he's talking to me too. I want to I wanna yeah. buy a house just for Tony Schiavone so that I, I don't disappoint him.
2: Not in New York City, maybe in Puerto Rico he can help
1: me out. <laughs> in Puerto Rico, no income tax. So yeah. you know, yeah. Mm. Oh, if only I could deal with the weather. We wouldn't have moved there.
2: The weather is beautiful. What are you saying?
1: (sighs) Okay, I was there in November, and it was, I mean, that was more humid than Florida in August. Puerto Rico, 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 November. Very humid. Weather is gorgeous. It's hot and wet. I know. That
2: depends on what what kind of areas you got into.
1: (laughs) Three in Vegas has been chilly and windy the entire time. Summer's about to start any moment now, apparently. Oh, you know? Yeah, that's going to be a hot summer in Vegas. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But...
2: Hot Glen not- summer, baby!
1: Hey! it's going to be wilding. <laughs> hot Glen summer! It's so... Like, it doesn't feel like we live... We've been to Ikea, and that was, like, pre-Omicron. You know? It's just, like... It feels like when all this is over and things are truly back to normal, it's going to be dangerous because I'm going to wake up at 3 in the morning and think like, I could go find a card game if I drive 15 minutes. You know, there are places open. There's things I could do. Stuff could be going on, you know, 24 hours a day. That's where it's going to be scary. That's where I'm going to need that Tony Khan bankroll to uh, just put on the hard eight at the crap table. Just parlay that shit.
3: All of it. All of it on on one hand.
1: All of it on a hard eight. All of it on the hard eight. Yeah, just go for it. Why not? So let's talk about Rampage tonight. Starting off hot first with the Blackpool Combat Club. Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. I still want to call him Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta, And of course, alongside them is William Regal versus the Gun Club. Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. Issa, what did you think of this six-man match?
2: All right, so hear me out. I was doing a watch along on my channel, and for the first seven minutes of this, I was watching last week's rampage.
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I clicked on. I have. I'm brand new to YouTube TV. Okay, so so don't 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 hate. So he said watch rampage. So I click on it, and I'm like over there narrating with the whole show. and the whole shot is going with it too. I'm like, are you guys not watching? Like, am I the only one watching? One person was like, Willard Judah. Like, I'm calling out Willard Will Judah and Brian. They were like, is you're watching last week's? Um, Rampage. So I caught the ending and what, what I did catch looked good, but I'm going to let you guys talk about this match because I was watching the wrong Rampage.
0: Alfred,
3: what do you think? I, I thought this is a good match. This is a good opener. I love how over Wheeler Yuta is getting. They're doing a good job building him up. They've really committed to him and they had a match with John Moxley designed to get him over and it's done just that. And he got the pin tonight over Billy Gunn, was yeah. like three times his size, uh, <laughs> as he is with pretty much everybody in AEW. And um, yeah, it was a good match. It was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought it was funny that after the three count, Billy got kicked out, and like (laughs) where Yuta went flying across the ring. Uh, But this is fun.
1: No, uh, Blackpool Combat Club is like the West Side Connection of AEW. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, Yuta definitely stands to benefit the most from being next to these two massive superstars.
2: Yeah. Based on the chat, I, I read
3: that somebody said they need another member. Who would you guys add to it right now? Who Lee Moriarty, <laughs> what they teased. I remember when they
2: said Lee Moriarty. <laughs> he didn't
3: even said, let me finish. <laughs> Daniel Garcia, and they said Wheeler Yudas. So Daniel Garcia went off with Chris Jericho and them and he's doing great. Wheeler Yudas with the Black Hole Combat Club. He's doing great. Where the hell is Lee Moriarty? He's not catering. Good answer.
1: I was going to say get MAC 10 from the West Side Connection. There you go. Let's just bring this full circle.
3: Dub C. Maybe Dub C can come up. <laughs>
1: West Coast connection was so over. Remember how over they were yeah. for like six months?
3: Yeah. They're still pretty over. They, they'll, they'll never they'll always have a place in hip hop's heart.
1: They're true, but I'm saying for like one group for one album, like a amaz- I mean like the firm didn't make that kind of impact for right, like yeah. a one one album deal. You know, they were like they were like the power station from the eighties, but with hip hop. <laughs>
3: And I'm uh, sorry, so I, I did cut you off. You know, I did kind of jump in there with uh, Lee Moriarty. No, Marty, I thought it was, it was hilarious here.
2: that you've been thinking about this. Like, I, oh, right. I appreciate that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just haven't seen Lee Moriarty. The odd man out. What a surprise in AEW.
1: This was a hot match to open the show. You know what's what's amazing about this, though? By This is what AEW does better. By doing these trios as factions and giving them names and identities and making it feel like a real meaningful team up, this is how you make a six-man tag meaningful with WWE. It's always just like a tag team, the odd guy out, and it feels like it means nothing.
3: Right. And they even call it trios. And I I feel like there is a distinction. I feel like WWE just says six-man tag because it's just whatever. We're just going to take these six men and do this. Trios kind of signifies that these are actual teams that fight together in threes. And, you know, a lot of people have said this and a lot of people are clamoring for it. But I really do think that AEW should have trios championships. The only thing is that just between ROH and AEW and AAA and all these belts flying around, it just doesn't seem like belts really mean anything in AEW if everybody's got a belt. But these trios championships would be really fun.
2: They
1: hold your pants up. Yes. More belts than a <laughs> more belts than a Miller's Outpost. Um, <laughs> which will always be Miller's Outpost, but I've never got down with the rename to Anchor Blue. It'll always be Miller's Outpost to me. But uh, no, look, this was a hot match to open the show. This is really good. It's going to do wonders for Wheeler Yuta and elevating him. Great use of William Regal. Fantastic match. Hot night. Hot opener. I mean, Rampage owned tonight. SmackDown wasn't bad, but it's just, it's tough to follow that. It's like, yeah, it's like dessert first, man. You know? Two weeks in a row. I think meal. that,
2: yeah, two weeks in a row that Rampage really has delivered.
1: And let me put this over props to TK, who has not paid me yet, but this is just a taste, Tony Khan, of what you're going to get. It was live tonight. It was live. How much of a difference does that make? If this had been pre taped tonight, it would have been like, okay, I know what parts I need to look out for, but I'm just gonna, you know. Finish I don't up think my the day. live
3: thing makes too much of a difference. I actually think the benefit of a pre-tape is if there is something big, like a title change, and it's pre-tape, the ratings will be huge. That's like something that really doesn't happen live. You don't know what's going to happen, and uh, and just empirically, if you look at the ratings between live and tape, they're really not that different. Yeah,
2: See, they I did think- a pretty good number last week, and they were pre taped because yeah. of the Wheeler and Mod match has such a good buzz going around. There yes. that everybody tuned in to watch
3: it. Yeah, that's that's why that and Tony Twitter figures I think. But the main thing was people were saying I was very much looking forward to it because they were saying this is the match of the year, and I was like, well, I got to tune into this, and that really helped being pre taped
1: that's the exception not the rule how many weeks are there where we hear the buzz before and it's like okay there's one good match to look out for but aside from that like this was just basically a bunch of dark matches after dynamite but
2: i personally think both weeks i i didn't mind watching the entire show to get to the match you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. i i thought it, it i mean there's only one thing that i would have taken out of today's rampage and we'll get into it but outside of that i thought it was very enjoyable
1: it was good Brian Barry and very very hot opening the show. Brian Barry, four ninety nine. I wonder what Gangrel thought of last week's new brood. That shit was that way out in left field. Is he talking about Edge's stable?
2: I believe. Yeah, he's so. talking about uh, the the AJ Styles and Priest match with Priest taking the knee and, and the lights going on and him disappearing. What do you well, think about? He didn't that? disappear. Like they just like the match just ended and then we come mm-hmm. back from commercial and nobody talks about it. Yeah. Like did we imagine that? Like what just happened? Well, I hate to use the words that I'm about to use, but because Edge is involved, I am going to let it play out, my
1: friend. Hey! Look, if you're doing a vampire or Lost Boys thing and Damien Priest is involved, he better be the guy on the boardwalk playing the saxophone yelling, I still believe. Like, don't <laughs> miss out on this opportunity.
3: I, I'm liking it less than I was really, I, I really did like the Edge new character the first couple of weeks when he's kind of developing it. Ever since, you know, nothing against Damon Priest either. I just feel like he's kind of miscasting this. And uh, it just seems very off so far. They because really
2: Edge just seemed to become evil and darker. They never alluded to it being like supernatural until this Monday. Outside of that, it was just like, Edge is, is going to a darker place, and Damian Priest is choosing to follow because he believed mm-hmm. what Edge had to say when he turned into this character. But now it got supernatural, and that's why I said, I gotta let it play out, because we haven't really seen a lot of that. I like the promo that the two of them cut on the month on the row after Mania. But it was never alluded that it was going to get supernatural so that's where it, it felt a little bit weird for me on monday
1: why doesn't edge just say that i've always been a vampire i've had you all fooled you knew who i was i've tried to live and walk among oh my you.
2: god do you think that he turned Damian priest yes like, that's i want the to idea. see that segment i want to see that segment like give me wow. that instead of that match yeah be some solid and stuff how do I get, like you think they went to a cemetery and just drank each other's blood like oh my god <laughs>
1: We need to know, right? We need to know how this all happened.
2: They probably um, played that that game, that vampire game. You know what I'm talking about? No, like, this is like, vampire uh, game. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, there is a vampire. There's a whole freaking like murder that happened because these people started believing they were playing the game and they started believing that they were real vampires. They really would go to cemetery, drink each other's blood, and then they went on a killing spree, thinking they oh, were vampires. God. Why do I always make it so
1: dark? Way to bring it down, <laughs> Isa. Uh... <laughs>
2: Yeah. Maybe well, you playing the game.
3: Enough, yeah, if you believe hard enough in anything, like you can convince yourself. There is like stories of people drinking O'Duls thinking there was alcohol in it, and they so wanted to get drunk that they got hammered off of O'Douls.
1: Okay, well, first off, there is a little alcohol in O'Douls. It's not like, completely not alcohol you No, know, come on. No, I'm a lightweight. I can <laughs> I can actually get a buzz off drinking like three O'Doels.
3: What? What? There's like zero <laughs> no, zero.
1: Dude, I'm dead serious about this. And it works if I take a breathalyzer test, it happens to one cocktail. Like I am i'm done for the night
3: i've got Can more just, i've got I'm more gonna, scottish in my blood than there is alcohol in oduels
2: yeah I'm, Dylan, I'm gonna bring you on one of my streams because i do like a shot for certain things i want to see how drunk you end up after like 10 minutes in my in my yes
3: streams.
1: i'm a lightweight <laughs> when it comes to this stuff It's really yeah, we smithy. got
3: we're drinking oduels next uh next podcast we're drinking O'Doul's. yo i get, get some
1: I, I, do, I do enjoy an O'Doul's. Duels is the best of the non-alcoholic yeah. beer in my mind. Uh, it's kind of like a little bit of like a beer soda. Like, it's very smooth, though.
3: I do Sober October every year, and I do Parched March, where I don't drink for the month. And I, if I, you know, feel like having a drink and just kicking back, I'll drink an O'Doul's.
1: Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about the Butcher versus Barrett Brown. And if you got up to get a beer Bro. during this match, you
2: missed the entire thing. Speaking of the <laughs> one thing that I would take away from Rampage... <laughs> You know they did this match to make um, the butcher look somewhat strong before Warlow just ends his life next week. So I, I I I this doesn't make me believe anymore that he's beating Warlow. So why put it in the show? Yeah.
3: Very quick. I mean they did need to do something with the butcher after just bringing him yeah, back. Yeah, have Warlow kill him. <laughs> you know well, have Warlow kill him.
2: You got to do something yeah. with him? Have Warlow kill him.
3: That's yeah, and, and I just meant do some, after they rolled him out. They needed to at least make him look convincing because it's just so random that they just brought him back. And it's like MJF is like, oh, I'll show you. I'll bring this guy who hasn't won a match in a couple of months. So, so he had a Power the, that
1: was cute. If the butcher yeah. is done with the blade and the bunny, who would you have on the AW roster to become the baker and the candlestick maker to pair with the butcher now going forward? Mm.
3: That's a good. That would be a good trios
1: the butcher the baker and the candlestick, candlestick maker. maker yeah
3: that'd be a great trio <laughs> we just gotta figure you know what lee moriarty can be a candlestick maker if we just get can we get something for Liam moriarty can we, can he hold the candle on television <laughs> can we do something i will
2: make brick baker the baker just because of the
3: last name. <laughs> ah! oh
1: my god ah! there we go <laughs> that's awesome meant to be
2: meant to be,
1: meant to be.
2: Go from a dentist to a baker. That's that's her new gimmick. No, she <laughs> loves the title.
1: <laughs> by and four ninety nine ninety nine. Saying I'm just waiting for Edge to cut a promo in a casket. Listen, Safe bet. Safe
2: in bet. a cemetery. They
3: gotta be in a cemetery. Absolutely. Did we get Bray Wyatt coming back to confront these two by SummerSlam? I've been oh, hearing some. oh my
2: gosh! Undertaker saying it. I've heard some whispers to confront them, them. What about to join them?
3: Hmm. I just think Bray Wyatt's too big to be part. Him and Edge as the same group seems like. You're crossing swords there. I think they should be a part. But if you join them, that'd be good too.
2: No, what happens in sports? When we're watching real sports, we want our favorite teams to get all of the big names they can't get. So why can't Edge go out there and get everybody, you know?
3: Free agent spending spree. He could be the new Tony Khan. He'd be a dark Tony Khan going out to get all the free agents.
2: Edge, Edge to their fingers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> coming
2: soon.
1: <laughs> so Dustin Rhodes is going to face CM Punk on Dynamite one day. Who's winning that match? Who do you guys got? Oh, Dustin for sure. No, I got Dustin what in a squad. I got Dustin in a squash.
2: I'm gonna go with CM Punk. Because it's you know what? It's sense. gonna be a great
1: match. It's gonna be a fantastic match. No doubt in my mind, this gonna be a great match.
3: Mm-hmm. He's an overachiever, Dustin Rhodes. Um, especially this run, very underrated in terms of being able to rise to the occasion. Remember that match he had against Brian Danielson is one of the underrated yeah. great matches that happened. It was on a Saturday night, Nobody was watching, but it was a great match. There
2: has been a lot of dusting road matches that I have enjoyed, and I still think Cody's best match in his running AEW was the one against him.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that was actually I think I think ultimately that's what hurt Cody was that he had such an amazing match there, and it just kind of slowed descent from there. Uh um, hurt
2: Cody lighting himself on fire, like literally hurt him.
1: I'm telling you, you can trace this back the neck tattoo. Was was the point in the graph where it all starts to go down? I think he you dropped know? the
3: shark with the neck tattoo. Interesting, that could.
1: I'm telling you, you know, do somebody get a data scientist out there, make this happen. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's map this, let's figure it out. Uh, Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament qualifying match: Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade.
2: Ruby Soho fighting finally. Yeah.
1: Yes, and we got some twin magic with Charlotte yeah. Renegade switching places.
3: Very interesting that they're doing this. I'm glad to see Ruby Soho back after, I believe, is 115 days. I mean, she, I think, was a prize acquisition. And that's the good thing about this women's tournament is now we're going to get more focus on the women's division. And uh, much like that TBS tournament, I feel like this is top heavy. This is another mm-hmm. tournament where I could see multiple people, more than two people winning this tournament, mm-hmm. whether it's Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, Britt Baker, um, you know, maybe Red Dove gets in there and wins it for the batty section. But uh, this is going to be a good tournament.
2: Yeah, does this count as one victory or two for Ruby Soho since she beat, like, you know, the twins? Also, do we think that the expert, the 30-year experience expert booked the Twin Magic, or was that Tony Khan? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to wait to see how the fans react and then tell us who booked it?
1: Who's Tony going to blame for this one? Tony just texted me, and... uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna say that anything bad that happens on Rampage tonight or in AW in general is the result of the 30 year expert. Anything that you loved, Tony Khan's doing. Oh, perfect.
2: So I hope he
1: blames this on two people who
3: gave him advice who have a history on reality TV, particularly Total Divas. <laughs> this
2: was I mean, fun. I mean, Brie Bella has to be hanging out backstage, right? Does because she because her husband her husband
4: works there? I I don't. She, oh, she I, does. I mean, she
2: does. No, they actually posted a video not too long ago of like Brie going, like little Birdie going around interviewing people and like hanging out backstage. So look, Brie Bella booked this. Brie Bella booked it. Telling me right now. Uh, look, if you've
1: got twins, identical twins, like you need to do this. This is.
2: Is that is, is that like, is that like legal? Like, is it legal in some countries? Like the law you have to maybe, maybe not Twitter? if you're like
1: impersonating like yourself to someone they're married to maybe that's like against the law but i think for a match like this is you know the, the, I, I don't yeah. think the laws cover this isa i think you know show <laughs> me show me in the in the
2: the the Texas i, I want to say the book. independent study glenn the independent study that says that if you have twins in wrestling you have to do twin magic
1: Show me where in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott tomorrow will sign into law and say in a wrestling match, twins cannot switch places. Oh yeah, my God, that, that would be amazing. Okay? It
3: is illegal in wrestling. I mean, forget the law of the land. Within wrestling, it is illegal. But it is something that what's old is new again, and it's always going to kind of get over. And here's the thing that made it work, I think, even better. is I didn't even know that uh, Robert Renegade had a twin sister. And um, so it was even more of a surprise. I can't wait
2: for Elias and Ezekiel to start doing this.
3: Yes, twin magic. That'd be funny. And then he comes out of the ring and he's like, his clothes are like halfway on.
2: Close no 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 they only like when they do the twin magic it has to be shots from the back because you know one doesn't have a beer and the other one has the beer so yeah. you can't really see them like you know it's gonna be amazing
3: so i'm calling call this right now this elias thing yeah it's gonna run its chorus i think it's gonna be at one point it's gonna get very hot people are gonna think it's very funny i think they're on to something with this and kevin owens I'm is gonna loving, make this work
2: i'm loving that storyline overall yeah. i i actually i i think kevin owens helps it and the way kevin owens is acting like why are you all crazy like i think kevin owens added a lot i don't know if it if they would have just had Ezekiel come out and not had that interaction with Kevin Owens.
4: Yeah.
3: What if we find out that Ezekiel is in fact a different person? Like Alaska that, that, that,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be the best payoff possible. For
3: this you story.
2: know somebody like now that the storyline is taken off, somebody has to be like booking like lookalikes so so that they can like really make it happen. Like you have to like start freaking. out oh, you Alfred, you live in that area. Start looking at the co- like the casting calls and see somebody's yes. looking for it. Like I'm yes. telling you, they gotta be casting for it. They have to.
3: Hundred percent. I'll, I'll take a look at it.
2: I have
1: often thought if I ever ran into someone I didn't want to run into, that a viable tool would be to lie and pretend I wasn't me. And maybe pretend I was my twin brother. I'm not sure I could get away with that, though.
3: I th- I think, you, well, if we can get Joe Gacy out here, we we're gonna...
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're cuter than Joe Gacy, Glenn.
2: Definitely,
1: yeah. I mean, he's got that crazed look in his eye, you know? Let
2: me see your crazy look, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, okay. the <laughs> <laughs> show, show, bro. Show. <laughs>
1: oh man i got chills yeah me too i'm scared i'm gonna leave
3: now you guys
2: wrap it up on your own (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay ruby soho won this match um it was
2: good
1: to see her it's good to see her like i like the twin magic stuff always Mm -hmm. yeah you know my favorite okay so i love the twin trope of storytelling my favorite one is actually in the richard pryor film moving when he has his two sons who are identical twins they move to boise idaho they go to their new school And one of them shows up and they go, I thought there were two of you. And he was like, Oh no, that's my middle name. And he and his brother decide they're gonna split the class load and like one of them just hangs out in the bathroom all day while the other one goes to class. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they switch in the middle of the day. That's probably my favorite use of the twin trope ever. That's great. Moving with Richard Pryor, highly underrated film. Highly underrated.
3: One of his Richard Pryor was an underrated actor in terms
1: of his movies. He was at Brewster's. What was the movie Bruce he was Williams. with? The, yeah, oh yeah Brewster's Millions, right? That's One of my favorite movie. films of all time. Yeah. I've pre- been preparing my entire life. Tony Khan, leave me money where I have to spend all the money to get your actual fortune. I've been preparing for this. I've been thinking about this since I was eight years old and saw Brewster's Millions in the movie theater. And oh. should I ever get a fortune, my nephew Jay, buddy... This is in store for you. I'm going to set up. I'm going to set up a, ser- a series of challenges for you to earn your inheritance.
3: The comedian Godfrey has an amazing impression of Richard Pryor. You've got to see it. Have to got out. to see it to believe
1: it. I'll check it out. So let's talk about the main event. What is the oh, difference yeah. between a regular death match and a Texas death match? Because that's what Hangman Adam Page had versus Adam Cole tonight for the AEW Championship.
2: It's, it's a different the, the counting till ten.
3: No, it's because a Texas death match is in fact in Texas.
2: No, no, no. No, you're making too much sense and this is wrestling. So let's like really think this through, okay? <laughs> I mean I think it's Texas. <laughs> I hate I hate when things make sense in wrestling. I don't I don't <that> this match was lit it slapped i loved it i really really loved it. of course there was blood but it's aw win isn't there blood in the main event of rampage it's like yeah. it's, it's actually you know in 50 states you have to bleed if you're in the main event of rampage so i i really really liked it i was rooting for adam the entire time really yes
3: <laughs> i i thought adam was gonna win too and i was right
2: yeah, same, same. Don't you love when you're right on your prediction?
1: Yeah. I was very disappointed when, when Adam lost.
2: My god, that that ending. Like, and, and it was funny because the, the, the storytelling that they did in the last five minutes of this match, when Adam Page is such a, is such an idiot, right? He's such a babyface that he just can't do this to Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole made him bring it out when he realizes I'm stupid. I really need to finish this guy. I fell for it because when he didn't go for it, I was like, well, screw it. Let Adam Cole beat him. Who cares like, anymore yeah. if he can't realize what he needs to do to win the match? And then seeing that side of Paige come out, I was like bravo to that amount of storytelling that they did because they play with my feelings and my emotions if I'm watching the match. I thought it was excellent, but... Another loss on Adam Cole's record. And this one
1: does count. Oh. My friends don't come at me and tell me it doesn't count because it does yeah. count. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this was intense. This was a very intense match. Pay-per-view quality match. Alfred, give me your thoughts.
3: It was. I really liked it. I liked the storytelling. I even loved how they were doing some callbacks to spots before, but, like, yeah. hanging out of page smart enough to where early in the match, he tried to go for a moonsault, but he faked it so that Cole could do a super kick. And then he did the moonsault after. So it's kind of telling you the story that he's got him scouted. And then they just had some cool table spots. Really, you know, the violence uh, at the end where he's rubbing the barbed wire on his face is a little hard to watch. But still a just really old school Texas death match. This is exactly what I expected. And I thought they were great, even as a come as you are where they're in street clothes. So this was a really good main event.
1: And on Good Friday, the barbed wire crown that Adam Page put on. Yes.
2: Like i Jesus. mean come on come on it was it was a nice touch it was a nice touch i i vote that from now on when we do that matches we put the name of the state that they're at in front of the match like every time like why does texas get it, but we don't well, that the match? like whatever happened to a rhode island dead match like i want to see that you know I California. don't know enough
1: stereotypes about Rhode Island, but a Wisconsin death match I'm pretty sure involves, like, cold winters and cheese.
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Winter. laughs>
1: a Texas death match, you could shoot your opponent because it's an open carry state, you know?
4: There you go, yeah. yeah. We uh, this was really tonight.
1: good. Yeah, this was really, really good. I mean, look, AEW tonight on Rampage, the, the B show, right? The afterthought, it's often pre-taped. Tonight, Rampage gave us a better time slot. This was right before the lead into SmackDown. They gave us a live show, and they gave us a defense of the AEW championship with Adam Cole, one of the top stars in the company, contending. This was, like, hands down, just one of the smartest booking moves, one of the smartest programming moves AEW has made in its entire existence, and this just, like, this this just left, left you spent before SmackDown came on the air.
2: Yep. I was going to say, I'm curious to see, well, Alfred will give me the the numbers from the streets tomorrow, but I'm curious to see how that first segment of SmackDown ends up doing, because I do think people might've needed a break, might've needed to get up, kind of like talk about, tweet about it before they actually were able to get into SmackDown, because I felt that way.
1: If, if Tony Khan really wants to fuck with Vince McMahon, this is what you do. Week in and week out.
3: Oh, no, I think Vince would love if he did this. You know, if somehow there's some freak accident where this does a good number and AEW convinces itself that they need to go on 4 o'clock on the West Coast every week, that show will die a very slow death because, I mean, L.A. is the second biggest market in television. And 4 o'clock when people are at work or in traffic in L.A., that it's going to do a horrible number. The reason that they kind of had to go live where their time slot change when they when they moved to tbs from dynamite is that la was going to be preempted and they didn't want mm. that market to be affected because it's such a big market so they made all kinds of um changes to the show's formatting in terms of how it's presented so that they can make sure it comes on at a certain time in la that's what they were trying to avoid is what happened tonight why was it preempted tonight it was it was uh, i believe it was the nba playoffs oh yeah yeah, the NBA yeah, but
2: they playoffs, started at uh, seven thirty, so I was I thought I personally thought they were going to put the, the 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 world title match in the beginning in case they lost viewerships to yeah. people starting to tune into the playoffs. But the, the world title de- de- deserves to be on the main event spot, and I'm glad that's where they put them.
1: This was fantastic night. I'm curious to see what it does in terms of the ratings. This was a great match. I think both Adams are at the top of their game. I thought maybe they might do something crazy, and Cole could actually win this tonight. I believed. I didn't think it was a great possibility, but I believed it was a possibility. And the intensity of this, uh, there are far worse ways to spend a Friday afternoon than watching something like this before SmackDown.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: A SmackDown without Roman Reigns. Bro. Like a world without heroes that Kiss sang about on the album The Elder. A SmackDown without Roman Reigns tonight.
2: No, it's a whole week. We didn't see him on Monday, and I know he showed up half after, which I, I find that completely disrespectful. Should also be illegal in whatever state that we're at. If Roman Reigns is in your building, you show him to us.
3: Isa, it's not a whole week without Roman Reigns, because we did see him on Young Rock.
2: Oh my god, shut up! <laughs> that was, that made my whole week. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> But, but it's Smackdown, you know, that you have the, the show open with this amazing, actually love this promo from Randy Orton, but the bloodline is saying this is where we reside and we don't even get to see the head of the table, the tribal chief of the bloodline. But if they're just trying to focus on the tag team until we figure out who Roman is going to face next, I feel like they're kind of building up maybe Bobby Lashley on Raw, maybe Drew McIntyre over here in SmackDown. So maybe give him a couple of weeks to get some credible wins to see who goes next against Roman. I think they're doing a good job at taking the spotlight off of Roman for a little bit until they figure out what's next.
1: But they got no one for Roman. There's nothing for Roman that is I volunteer. going to be I'm right
2: here. So, I mean,
1: <laughs> you know? That's a believable <laughs> challenge for Roman.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, they got
3: the pieces in place. They could do Drew McIntyre. They could do Bobby Lashley, which I think they will down the line. They could even do Seth Rollins, who did beat Roman Reigns by DQ and never got his rematch. and
2: Shinsuke. And Shinsuke came out last week. So I think there is a couple of people. But for now, until they establish that next feud, let's focus on the Usos and and RK-Bro.
1: So let's talk about that tonight. Uh, We had Randy Orton, Matt Riddle out there tonight, warming up the crowd, confrontation with the Usos, Still in limbo. Are they going to get this unified championship of backlash that was confirmed tonight, but tonight they set up that there was going to be a main event, a one-on-one that we were going to see tonight. And, uh, you know, because we saw that tonight with riddle versus Jimmy Uso, that definitely means we're going to be getting Randy Orton versus J Uso. Either on raw or SmackDown next week. Like they're going to, they're going to drag this out, but this is now, the de facto biggest feud in all of WWE. At I
3: expect this to main event WrestleMania backlash. I mean, if, yeah. even if Roman Reigns does face Shinsuke and Nakamura, I mean, I expect this match to main event. It's a big match. It you got a lot of big stars in the match. They're going to unify these titles. I expect this to be the main event.
1: Uh, I'm going to go get a shot of espresso. So while I'm gone to change it up, Alfred, why don't you talk about the things that turn you on the most about Roman Reigns? While I'm... <laughs>
3: Please, <laughs> well, Alfred. I mean, I mean the list is endless. I mean, the hair, the, you got the great smile that he had uh, kind yeah. of put in there with the dentist. I mean, what turns you on about Roman Reigns? Eason? Everything. say,
2: I, beautiful, I beautiful man.
3: What doesn't turn you on about Roman Reigns?
2: No, no, he's absolute perfection. I, I actually really just like the character that he's playing. I think that there's something about a character that backs up what they're talking that I find, you know, amusing. Like, I personally like winners. Like, why would I become invested on somebody that loses all the time? You know, I'm a Yankees fan. We're trained this way. Our brain is trained to you need to like person, people that win. He wins all the time. Why wouldn't you like, like, winning is fun. Some fans should try supporting winners and see how good it feels every once in a while, you know?
3: As a Green Bay Packers fan and uh, rooting for the your defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, they go on their spree to defend that championship this year. They're going to the playoffs against those pesky Bulls. Bulls are going to be tough, but the Milwaukee Bucks are going to defend. So I too love winners, Issa, especially when the Bucks repeat. Now we're talking about winners. What about losers? Okay, we have to consider that all things, good things, come to an end. When do you see this Rowan Reigns never. title? Never, brand? never, ever,
2: never. I want Do you think he goes title. all the way?
3: Do you think he goes all the way the next WrestleMania uh, with the title?
2: Listen, I I'm trying I was trying to be realistic, but you're gonna tell me that these young rock tease and what was exactly said doesn't make you think, oh my god, they really are going to try to do this. Like every once in a while I know I fantasy book something, but when they start messing with you and playing these kind of games, it's just like I wasn't sitting here thinking it's gonna be the rock. I personally think that's one of the very last money matches that WWE has left in their back pocket to pull out and, and sell some tickets. So if this match is really a possibility, yes, I see him going all the way to WrestleMania with the titles. I may have even passed it because I want him to beat The Rock.
1: Hmm. I was thinking about that. I wonder when they shot that. I wonder if that was even shot. Well enough advance of this WrestleMania, they thought. I mean, it's an evergreen reference. No, like, it, was, thought... it was
2: shot recently. Well, no, I don't know when it was shot, but when you see the stats that they put for Roman yeah. Reigns, yeah. I mean, the WWE title was was edited. But that's so... in
3: that's in post though. Post, yeah, it's yeah. editing. It's they could have put anything there.
2: Right, yeah. but regardless, they acknowledge me. It, 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 I mean, it, it was from this run, from this recent run. That's when it was, you know, hmm. shot.
1: Uh, Starbucks, can display mm-hmm. Uh, cold brew this uh tastes terrible by the way um we've had this my wife had this uh from her last uh drive back to northern california and we had a couple cans left and i was like oh when i absolutely need some caffeine this is what i will reach for and this is awful
2: this is <laughs> like, uh... that i was telling you before we went off the air are not that bad that one is bad the, just a little tiny espresso ones which is like two shots of espresso with a little bit of cream are much better than those
1: this tastes like reused coffee grounds that I've used to make coffee in a coffee yeah. can that I emptied some cigarette butts out of in the, yeah. the uh, twice-brewed coffee. Like, this just tastes like, like failure in a can. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. I'm not going to drink the whole thing because I'm going to be up all night. I'm going to stay up late tonight playing some Fortnite, but... Uh,
2: failure in a can. What yeah. a description.
1: <laughs> this is really bad. And I could hang with mediocre. I mean, we all grew up on mediocre co- coffee. Well, I did. My generation grew up before. I grew up in Puerto Rico. We have okay. Well, coffee. let me tell you pre Starbucks in the early to mid 90s, coffee was the thing you got at the truck stop, at the diner, the thing that like, your, your grandma made with Folgers. Like, that was the American coffee experience, unless you were out at a fine eatery getting your espresso drinks, you know, after an, an expensive meal. Uh, and so I grew up drinking mediocre coffee. And this is actually worse than that. This is absolutely terrible. Wow. I just didn't have the time to make a quick Nespresso because I want to get back here because I figured Alfred might not have a huge list about his turn-ons from Roman Reigns.
3: <laughs> no, wow. it, it ended pretty quickly, but I did have a couple of things. Oh, there you go.
1: I, I just like how he just is always glistening. He just yeah. always looks sort of just has this presence. He sparkles and shines. Uh, uh, so let's talk about promos themselves i thought tonight with orton this was good with riddle this is good what confidence they are giving them with the usos that these are the guys that wwe is essentially gonna let carry the show between now and backlash like i don't even know what roman's gonna do i think almost having roman on tv is is uh going to be challenging because what do you have him say He's going to be uh, – remember like in the Too Legit to Quit video where James Brown is telling Hammer, like, go steal Michael Jackson's glove? That's basically the Roman Reigns role of saying, you know, don't you come back here until you've unified those titles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did Hammer ever steal Michael Jackson's glove? I feel like that was a big plot point. I, I heard that was there. like
3: a rumor, but um, you just kind of made me remember some things real quick. My favorite uh, there's you know, Get On Up, the movie about James Brown. Yes, My favorite part of that movie is the beginning where James Brown, they start the movie with James Brown with a shotgun in a record studio, which really did happen. He's holding them at gunpoint and a woman is on the ground and he goes up to the woman and he goes, come on, get up, get on up. <laughs> but he's holding her at gunpoint. He's <laughs> the title of the movie. I thought that was great.
1: You can't. It's like I remember reading an interviewer that was uh, interviewing Billy Corgan, owner of, of NWA. Uh, you know, and, uh, Billy Corgan puts up in, in a car and asks the interviewer, want to go for a ride, which is a line from smash and pumpkin <laughs> zero, know? you know, like it's gotta be weird that certain phrases are just ruined for you as a musician. Cause you can't say it. It just is yeah. going to sound too, you know, it's just going to be too cliche. It's going to follow you the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you think Roman Reigns is ever standing in line? You know, at Starbucks and they're calling out of their orders. I think ever stands there and just says, uh, Excuse me, could you acknowledge me for a second? You she can't say to. that. It's too awkward. Yeah. It's too she. weird. It's probably like a good Starbucks commercial.
2: You probably just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow.
3: I
1: want you to know that as
3: you were
2: saying that, my dog just stood right here and I believe he wants to be acknowledged.
1: That's <laughs> My cat Simon's that way. Simon just meows and that's really what he wants me to lift him up like a little baby. And pet him and tell him he's the best cat on earth. But that's what he's oh. meowing. He's saying, acknowledge me.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, so last week we had Liv versus Sasha. Tonight, Naomi versus Rhea oh Ripley. God.
2: This was awesome.
1: This was a fantastic match. Uh, Love seeing Naomi and Sasha, such mega stars. They should not be losing, but what this says to me is they are 100% retaining those tag team titles since both Rhea and Liv beat Naomi and Sasha individually I believe that is a recipe for retention
2: yeah I thought they did a good job with this match because you don't want to see them lose but at the same time we are all behind this let's make Rhea Ripley amazing again and and you are slowly building Rhea Ripley back to what she used to be and Naomi just keeps putting just bangers against anybody you put her in there with and, and it needs to be talked about like every match that I see Naomi do recently especially since that main event against Charlotte is just being a must watch you have to sit down and pay attention because she's just putting on some incredible matches so I really am happy for these women making the stacking titles important for once.
3: Yeah, yeah, Naomi's on a heater for sure, and I, I like this match, and they're definitely going to lose because I, the plan just seems for weeks that they're going to break up Rhea and Liv. Yeah, yeah. that's Rhea's the deal. that crap out of Liv Morgan, and probably join Edge and Damian Priest, and maybe the group picks up some steam once that happens.
1: You know. I actually think Liv would be a really cool addition to that group, but Liv is such a babyface that would never work. But Rhea needs to be a heel. Lira was never really a heel. I would like to see a real Rhea heel run.
3: Yeah, and Rhea is more of that zeitgeist, the occult with all the tattoos and the piercings. and Her and Damien <laughs> Priest are good friends in real life, too. Yeah, I
2: think if she's going to join the cult, like she needs to – it threw me off today that her nails were long and pink compared to her look so she needs to go to short black
1: nails when she joins the call. just a fashion advice and bite. and there's their talk show segment could be called the hot topic oh there you go <laughs> i don't
3: know if the young the young, the young ones are probably like that you know yeah. some t-shirts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh no this was a fantastic match i mean look naomi and sasha top of their game right now they both both yeah. women deserve to be holding a single championships but as a tag team they just can't miss This was a really good match tonight. Rhea has always been phenomenal. She just doesn't get the right material. I thought this was good today. I thought her winning uh, worked, but yeah, like Naomi and Sasha should retain those titles. And
3: and it's a low bar, but Sasha Banks is now part of the two best women's tag teams in the history of this division. You could argue with Bailey Mm -hmm. and then now with Naomi, which they're actually giving them a real push. So they're good for Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, this was good. I uh, saw more about the, the fallout from Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin. We saw Drew Gulak backstage. Was this just for tonight? Is he really trying to transition to a backstage role, or is this just a setup for why they could have him tap out to Charlotte tonight?
3: I think they're setting him up for a backstage role. In regardless of what this was, this is garbage. I hate this decision. And when we talk about this segment, well, you know, I'll get into it. This is just absolute trash.
2: I mean, Drew Why did he walk- start doing PowerPoint presentations before yes. the interview, showing the research that he did on the person he's about
1: to do? Drew, I mean, that gimmick still has so much life in it. Yeah. And, and they use him like this in the new 2K game. Like, he's the one that does the tutorial. There's uh, multiple storylines where Drew's going to coach you and put you through challenges. Drew yeah. should have these projects. He should be the guy that shines up the superstar gets them to the winning thing. And then they have a fallout. You could repeat that storyline with drew five or six times. And it wouldn't get old or tired because he's so goddamn good. Yeah. And I hate that this is where he's at. I mean, maybe commentary if we are for something, but I think he's such a dynamic personality. He's made like the dumbest stuff work. When you think about what he was doing with the no fly zone and no chance, the no chance thing is the most brilliant play on WWE terminology. I think ever since probably get the F out. Even though I didn't make um, that joke five years before. But yes, it was a funny joke. It was good, but, it was, but, but I'm saying like, but for WWE, that's clever. WWE is not clever, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like that by their standards, that by their standards was, you know, Bill. And Hicks I just left. thought I've been a fan of Drew Gulag.
3: One of the hardest I think I've ever laughed watching wrestling is when he was doing those powerpoints, and you saw the screen. It was like slide one of ninety six, and it's like the idea is that he's going to go through all ninety six yeah. of the slides. Like that's hilarious.
1: Microsoft was retweeting. Him in WWE yeah. during that era. He was so over. And um, I hope this isn't like, a, oh, what do we do with Drew? And then he's on his way out. Because, I mean, but that being said, this guy, man, he could be a megastar in AEW. He could actually boost Impact's ratings if they let him right. fully run with his creativity. He'd be an asset to any company. So I hope he's not really on the way out. But yeah, this interview with Madcap Moss was whatever. Uh, but then we had uh, Madcap Moss versus Umberto night madcap getting the win alfred at cat moss america's sweetheart are you falling in love with him
3: yes i i know i've been in love with him since before he even turned babyface. i think that they're really going to give this guy a actual push if you saw how they were booking him and how Humberto was just bumping like crazy for this guy like doing flips off of every bump they really want to make this guy look like a powerhouse they got to get him away from that gimmick in this gear and just have him be a real person but I think this Madcap Moss thing is going to end up working.
2: So you don't have a long list of things that turn you on about Roman Reigns, but you're going to say you're in love with Madcap Moss.
3: Love those quads, uh, love the calves. He shows off a lot of legs. He's got a great chest. Got. Nice I, hair. I agree with that.
1: Madcap Moss is a very handsome man. He reminds me of Shia LaBeouf, but better looking. Yes, that's what he looks like. Uh, which I believe has both helped him and hurt him through his career. But uh, he.
2: I feel like they're both bots. Like, I, I seriously, like, I'm um, podcasting with bots, and I'm going to have to speak to Raj about this.
1: No, and, but Alfred, you're right. Like, physique, <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest physique guy, but when there's someone like him or Finn Balor or what Jinder Mahal did a few years ago, there are times when you look at a wrestler and you go, okay, I'm not a guy who thinks physique is everything, but you look at their commitment to their form, and his commit, like, his, he is probably in the top five percentile of wrestlers on the roster who have committed to having the most shredded physique available and they gave yeah. him like the dumbest gimmick yeah that in is no true. way shape or form because he could be out there with like a propeller beanie and a bow tie and he doesn't need to look as good as he looks like he looks a million times better than this gimmick
2: well i think that putting his butt on the kiss cam- and, and everybody tweeting it all over my timeline just completely put me off of this. But I will agree with Alfred Humberto, 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 because we don't pronounce the H, just FYI, yes. everybody don't say Humberto. But, <laughs> Humberto. Um, Humberto. 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 <laughs> oh, listen, wait till we get to Raquel pronouncing her name. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but um he was bumping. Like he really made Madcap look like a million bucks tonight. It takes two to tango and but I just can't. I, I am not invested in this. Haven't been since they got together. I like the jokes, but you I, like I the
1: jokes. It. The jokes were the one part that was working. I for I, you. I
2: liked it when he when he impersonated Drew McIntyre. Like I, I pop for it. I can't help it. But they need to do something else to to be able to like get me invested into his character right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe
2: definitely. it's not him. Maybe it's the Lotarios that are taking me off here.
3: No, it's a the character. They they've, they've got to. This is not something that can be. If they're really going to push this guy, it's not going to go to the top of Madcap Mall. Right. Yes.
1: The Lethal Lovers, named so because they love the Lethal Weapon series. They are the biggest fans. DJ Lethal, huge fans of him as well. He was in House of Pain. Then he joined Limp Bizkit. Can't get enough. The Lethal Lovers, Los Lotharios. While well, they're fighting
3: now, they're the latest team that's probably going
1: to break up.
2: Yeah, I can't wait.
1: There is a good five bucks in that feud. Yeah. If that. Yeah. It's tough. They're good looking guys. They're charismatic. This gimmick? This is this is a this is a C level gimmick from
2: 1987. Forever Minuto rejects, and you know it, Glenn. You know it. Yeah.
1: I think Umberto could be in O Town.
2: No. Is that a compliment?
1: I no, I'm saying like he couldn't be in now, granted. Okay, Menudo. Remember? Okay, look. Do we need to talk about go members of Menudo? Remember Puerto Rican Greg Brady from Menudo, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Like Menudo was not always, you know, the Jordan Knights of the world. Not always the heartthrob. Not everyone was a young Ricky Martin, is what I'm saying.
2: Listen, you brought out you brought up O Town and I just wanna give a very, very special shout out to Alexa Bliss because she recently got married oh, and yes. she put Ashley Parker Angel mm-hmm. on her story, former O Town member who ended yes. up having his own reality show yes. and yeah, his own yes. album.
1: Great
3: reality okay. show.
2: He's looking fine now, okay. Can I, I forgot about okay. him? And then Alexa Bliss put him in the story. I'm like, Oh my god, I remember him. The soundtrack to my life was one of my favorite albums. Let me go okay. check out his Instagram. Okay, favorite. Album. Oh, Soundtrack <laughs> to Your Life
1: as a song, Soundtrack to Your Life is in my top 100 songs of all time. It is the best, yeah. Third Eye Bl- I love that song. It is I the love best Third Eye Blind song that Third Eye Blind did not do. And if Third Eye Blind did come out for that song, that would have been like. Their biggest that would have been bigger than semi charmed life if third eye, but Blonde. it was so much
2: sweeter when when Ashley Parker did it because he dedicated it to his unborn baby. And if you listen to the lyrics, it makes perfect it's so hair. good.
1: It's so, like crazy I just, beautiful,
2: I, crazy beautiful is my favorite in that,
1: really. album. really. Yes. semi Your Life is uh, that's like I can cry just listening to it. It is, is a fantastic song. My yeah, night when did I was having him,
2: did you see him?
1: No, I've not seen how it looks like. You know, he Matt did Matt not join.
2: I got shit on, on this. He
1: looks shredded. I just took a look at a yeah. picture and uh, right. he looks shredded. He did not rejoin No Town for the reunion. No, he
2: didn't. He shouldn't. He's bigger than that. He's moved on from that. You know.
1: No. Does Jacob Sink was there without Justin Timberlake too? So what's with
3: these? Of course they were. So it was just Sink, not They should have. That's what should have been the gimmick for the whole wedding: is they bring out Destiny's Child without Beyonce.
2: Yeah, you had like partial of every like boy band. That's hilarious, actually. Wait a minute, ladies and
3: gentlemen, the Rockers with just
1: Marty (laughs) Janae. I'm surprised it's only Ashley Parker
2: Angel.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised InSync didn't try getting back together without Justin. Uh this will our UK fans will understand this. Take that, the biggest boy band in British history, got back together without Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams is a megastar, has a hugely Mm -hmm. successful his own career, and take that still was selling out stadiums without him, just on the strength of the name. Wow you know so it is possible it is possible to make it work hey the Spice Girls continued without Ginger not successfully but you know it did happen yeah
3: yeah they didn't really have a leader though they just, I felt like they, they were like the shield where right? it's okay, like everybody had about JC's JC's first
2: album was underrated people didn't give it a check. it's a phonic mm-hmm. yes it was a good album
1: blowing me up with her love is a fantastic yeah
2: Yes, thank you. And, if Heather and is still in the chat, we, me and Heather go back and forth on Instagram all the time about our love for boy bands. We, we talked about that recently.
1: Here's what I want to know. Why don't more groups, aside from Missy Elliott and JC Chazé, include drum lines and marching bands in their music?
2: Oh my God, now you got me I back agree. to the Bianca entrance. Yeah, yeah. It was yes, so beautiful. So good. <laughs> so good. I love to see
1: that. All of this.
2: How did we end up here?
1: Well, all of this that we're talking about world's more fascinating than los Lotharios singles feud will be when they break up. oh
2: that's how we ended up here. i'm trying to like bring real and back to how did we end up yeah. here, i'm
1: just like... okay so in o-town you're telling me jacob with his dreadlocks that um that umberto carrillo is not more attractive than jacob when he like grew out those ratty looking white boy not dreads to
2: me. not to me he's not he's not my type like I sit over here and like I like drool over Roman Reigns, Randy Orton. Like you really think I'm gonna like freaking five feet tall? Like I'm like I'm talking about my own personal preference, you know? Okay. If you don't know what I what I go for by now, good. we've been doing this for <laughs> a year and a half, bro.
1: He's got a One of these days, and why has nobody done this? I've thought about I'm going to find an AI simulator, or maybe someone on Fiverr and <laughs> Photoshop, and put together all the different parts to have a physical manifestation of the girl they describe in the O-Town's liquid dreams. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know the Because they gave, gave us a roadmap. To, like I got, like got this, like the history of AA, AI companions. And I actually watched it. It was like a really good documentary. And I don't know oh, why that showed up on my recommended, it, but I thought of Tony Khan. Maybe that's the documentary that he talked about. Like the, yeah, study, the independent study. <laughs> 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 I will say one thing though. For, for the record, I do love Bad Bunny. And he's very small and scrummy.
3: So. Oh, wow. I mean, in the, yeah, I guess that would be the opposite of Roman Reigns.
1: Neo Akira saying, I feel like Sugar Ray should be in there. Sugar Ray is touring with O-Town this summer. Yeah. It's really just Mark McGrath, though. It's not actually all of Sugar Ray.
2: He was so good on Celebrity Big Brother, though. I liked him. very good. I got yeah, to know like the of Mark McGrath. Yeah, he, he was.
1: All-time uh, Celebrity Jeopardy record holder for performance on wow. the show Ooh. um so rock and roll jeopardy rather uh so let's talk about drew gulak interviewing charlotte flair and ending <laughs> with uh so it's Trash. gonna be an i quit match at backlash and gulak tapping out of the figure eight tonight
3: i hated this this is like such an insult to our intelligence in terms of like the Gulak just a year ago was this grappling technician. And that's what he's pretty much known for in his gimmick is that he's this guy who knows holds. And then he can't get out of a figure four with Charlotte. Flair. Cause as a, as an interview, he just loses all of his powers. He's not a wrestler anymore. He yeah. just doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's very insulting to my intelligence. It's a waste of Drew Gulak. I hated everything about this. I am not uh, opposed to Drew Gulak going the route of being an interviewer. Cause this is something that could get him over. And I think it still will get him over to a degree because he's got great facials. He's got those kind of a puppy dog face and he knows how to get sympathy. And you could do this to build him up as a wrestler against other like male wrestlers or whatnot, but just using period as a throwaway, I thought was garbage. And I was just like, this is fake wrestling. This is stupid. If I was watching this with somebody who didn't watch wrestling, they think this is the stupidest thing ever. I do watch wrestling and I think this is the stupidest thing ever.
2: See, Alfred, to your point, like, before it got to where it got, I think that you could really push this if you do it the serious way, not just feeding to Charlotte, because I hate the backstage interviewers asking the stupidest freaking questions, like, why don't you ask what we really want to hear, which he did, he was doing that, he started, like, you know, interrogating her about the tap out at WrestleMania, and I'm like, I could get behind the gimmick, up to that point, until Charlotte snapped, I was like, I could get behind the gimmick about an interviewer that's going to ask the actual real questions and not the stupid questions that we see every Everybody always asked backstage. And then the whole thing fell apart. And somewhere, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, watched this segment and cried. He cried because he tried yeah. so hard to make Drew Gulak look like the technician that he is, and then he leaves, and this is where he's at now.
1: Well, in the spirit of Onyx and thinking, but wait, wait it gets worse. Next week, is Drew Gulak going to challenge Charlotte to a match? Of course, we know he can't get any offense in, but then have Charlotte humiliate him once again.
3: They could just have like a grappling match where, you know,
1: Oh, no, he Mm -hmm. will go out there, and before he does anything, she will just annihilate him.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, might be an energetic. Who who knows? This does not look like it's going to bode well for Drew Gulak. Watch him actually still get overdoing this, and they'll just take it away from him.
2: (laughs) I like Neo in the chat saying, maybe this is Drew Gulak's younger brother.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) possibly. You know what I would love to see? If Drew leaves WWE, I would love for him to pair up with Enzo again. And, like, manage Enzo and, like, manage Enzo's comeback. Three oh, and like have and I and have forgotten
2: about that pairing. You just, like, yeah. made me go. Me too. That. I forgot about that.
3: <laughs> and I forgot how great Enzo – I mean, that yeah. – there, that's a great what if. It's like, what if that thing didn't go down be- before Raw 25 yeah. with the charge or, what, or, you know, the allegations? And we got to see Enzo Mori through to the end because he was becoming a major star just in the cruiserweight division.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, like, I think about, like, I've gone back and watched. I don't go back and watch anything, but I've gone back and watched more of his run in 205 Live than perhaps anything else in recent years. Well, I mean, just, like, a phenomenal bright spot. That, in that that F, F-, years F-
2: years. in the chat for 205 Live, please. It did have some good times. Yeah. Uh, NXT, and well, so Enzo, did you see Big Cass' Instagram yes. post? How wholesome it was? I That made my heart so happy when he talked about being clean and being sober and that he's found his happiness. Good for him. That's great. We need
1: the comeback, man. Enzo and Cass is is the movie. They just need the redemption and the comeback. I mean, That's
2: the redemption story from the two of them. Enzo's been looking jacked lately, too. I see yeah. him on social media.
3: Put on mm-hmm. a lot of muscle. Hey, they go to NXT 2.0. They'll be superstars. No, they'll oh be a God. level up. NXT level
2: up. No level up. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no.
1: Honestly, I okay. I'm gonna just say minimum. I say Enzo and Cass back together again is worth easily a hundred thousand viewers on any program.
2: Tony Khan. i don't know about that maybe you don't like, think so no, Tony no, Khan, no. put them on rampage put them on rampage <laughs> oh, man, that'd be fun i, I, didn't, I didn't say two hundred thousand.
1: i didn't say a million i said a hundred thousand viewers that's fine
2: that will get them to it's, at least half
3: a million so <laughs> it's still a lot because they'll have like big pay-per-views and that will only do like an added thirty thousand viewers you know i'm
1: telling you but these guys are tv like in the sport of professional wrestling the number one thing that's holding wrestling back right now isn't the quality of wrestling it's the fact mm-hmm. that It's rarely great TV. Enzo and Cass were always great TV.
4: Yeah. Right. I agree.
1: I'm just saying more people were watching NXT when they were there. More people were watching Monday Night Raw when they were there. I'm not saying they're the entire audience, but they're good for something. (laughs) Uh, for
4: something.
1: <laughs> no, they're good. They they're good for the bottom line of ratings. You know, uh, Fernando Perez four ninety nine. They're probably gonna have Gulak be an interviewer for the next year, and Manial a mania bigger turn match like Pat McAfee did this year. Actually, Gulak versus Pat McAfee. They don't. They probably think Pat McAfee is a world's bigger superstar. That would actually be a phenomenal match. Pick,
3: Pat McAfee is a, might be the biggest star in that company. Like, I mean, wow, listen, say what you want to say. In terms of casual fans, listen, I do comedy all around this country, and I've had this bit that I've been working out about WWE. I've had multiple. Now, people come up and say, you know, I actually started getting into wrestling because of Pat McAfee. Like, he is the key to getting casual people back into wrestling because he's got this big show where he's getting hundreds of millions of dollars to do and uh, really kind of starting to bring wake up the casuals when it comes to pro wrestling.
2: Being at WrestleMania, and not just his entrance, the part where it really hit me was like, with the music's not playing when he got in the ring with Stone Cold and what the people were chanting was his entrance song, you know, until he took the stunner. People like w- didn't want Austin to stun him at the arena. They were mm-hmm. in for them becoming buddies. And I was like, holy crap, this guy really is over. Um, Yeah, like, Pat is a huge star for WWE. And that, did you see how hype he was about drooping an interviewer today
3: though? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, the point funny. Was, it was funny that when after Drew Gulak asked his first question, Pat McAfee just muttered, "Great question."
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm telling you, we do not deserve Pat McAfee. We don't.
1: <laughs> He's great. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn.
2: Come on, it was. It, I we weren't watching a live match. They just put. They just replayed whatever they did last week. Yeah, TV.
1: Drew won by count out. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser yelling how everyone's going to obey sure. Gunther. You know, if there's anything I think we need more of in this world, it's uh, scary <laughs> authoritarian, uh, you know, people yelling at us to obey. I feel like that's really been missing.
2: Like, but you, don't you feel like it's unnecessary because Gunther just looks the part? Like, I don't need anybody yelling that you're going to obey. If yeah. He just needs to stand there. You'll be like, okay, whatever you say. I like, you Gunther
1: know? <laughs> and uh, Joe Gacy in a crazy off at this point. <laughs> I would have liked Ludwig
3: Kaiser to be screaming this promo in German. Just to make yeah. it more really comfortable. Just to make it more comfortable. So well, well. What's wrong Estamos with speaking bien. the native language of German Like we can't
2: associate all Germans with that? If he's screaming in German, say you can't say, "Bueno, yo solo sé que respetes nuestros idiomas, ¿okay? Nos, nosotros somos bilingües y hablamos otro idioma y si te estoy haciendo sentir incómodo ahora, no te voy a pedir disculpas."
3: Look how charismatic that is. See, that's what he should have been doing in his native tongue. That
1: (laughs) that would have been, like, the bullshit they stuck Jinder Mahal with. Like, they know what they're doing when they do that. That's the dog whistle.
2: No, 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 I'm (laughs) That that, that Punjabi celebration still slaps. No, not that. That I'm not talking about that.
1: I'm not talking about that era. I'm talking about the stuff they did having him, like, beat. Titus on Fourth of July, like you know what I'm talking about with gender and what they pull. They know the heat that they're getting. They they know exactly what they're doing.
3: I mean, if we're gonna create, if we're gonna live in a fantasy world of WWE, okay, we don't have any of that stuff. We just live in this protected, fake WWE universe. If you want to connect with real people and people who actually watch TV and consume and think about things in the real world
1: context, you, you gotta you gotta throw a little bit of
3: edginess into it.
1: Yeah, why aren't we getting? Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it. I need
3: German. No, say it. Say it. You can't
2: think of. Okay, okay.
3: (laughs) I need. I need them to bring. You know what I need? Uh, Who's the other guy that they have? Fabian Eichner. They need to come in and they need to change his name to Adolf Eichner. Okay. Listen, (laughs) there are people named Adolf in the
1: world. Adolf Eichner. Dolph. Well, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph is the new Adolf.
3: Adolf? He could be be Dolph Eichner. Okay, and then (laughs) they're like his henchmen. It's Let's get like a, some edginess in wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's like Adolf Hankler, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? I thought we were gonna be more tame today because we started earlier, but apparently not. <laughs> I don't know.
1: This promo was weird. This 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 is dead on arrival, in my opinion, in terms of how this is gonna get over. You forgot
2: to mention that next week we're gonna get Sami saying against Drew McIntyre in a lumberjack match. Yeah, that's right. Now, Can't wait.
1: Here's the thing about a lumberjack match. A lumberjack match sounds great. I think it's going to be like a strongman competition. They're going to be running on the logs and like chopping down trees,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, plowing a field, doing some feats of strength. But no, it's just a bunch of dudes surrounding the ring. Hanging out. Hanging out.
2: I think i, I like having coffee or having conversations. Like I want them to put like Lumberjacks that haven't seen each other in a while. So they don't pay attention to the match. Cause they're like catching up. Like
4: that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> okay,
1: man,
2: where are you been. They're just talking to each other while the match is going on. Like, that's
1: uh, incredible. <laughs> okay. Well tonight I got to put over Ricochet. Cause he defended that intercontinental championship against Jinder Mahal. And here is a new thing about Ricochet that no one appreciates enough about him. Have you noticed he doesn't even sell the impact that his own offense has on him where he can go from doing that splash and just bounce up immediately and chain into another move, whereas other wrestlers look like something got taken out of them in doing the big spot? I mean, this guy... Is on fire right now. They're so smart that they're not having him do promos. I hope the next time he does, when he knocks it out of the park. But he this did was. Have a, him phenomenal... a promo,
2: when You forgot well, about it because the match was so good. Because he's pre well, first, before no, the match, he did a promo. Oh, that's guy, right. Know, he did it it wasn't that good, though. It wasn't that good.
1: Because <laughs> I'm thinking about the match. That's exactly, why.
2: Exactly, exactly. But I'm it's like don't even having thing. cut the promo. Then it's like I think it's the first win that he gets as Intercontinental Champion, and he looked great. There was no need for the promo. Like he built up a couple of wins before you, you know, having cut promos. So he has something to, like, really speak about. Like, I beat a
3: former WWE champion. Like, I mean... <laughs> he, he's a very, a very similar in a very similar position to Wheeler Yuta, where his wrestling mm. can get him over. Because I love how Wheeler Yuta wrestles. He wrestles with such fire and passion, yeah. and he's got great foot. But his promos are awful. Like, his promo before that match against John Moxley was just terrible. And, yeah. uh, but his wrestling is great. And I feel the same way about Ricochet, where it may be not terrible, but they're not his strength. But he can get over with wrestling. And it looks like they're finally getting back to focusing on him now that they're done with WrestleMania.
1: Ricochet looked so good tonight in this match. The he stuff did. he was doing, the way he changed it all together. Like,
2: and he's so impressive against a guy the size of gender, too. Like, it just mm-hmm. makes him look that much impressive.
1: When they said uh, Shanky had nine feet of reach, my first thought that popped into my head was I was like, oh, you know, he he loads up those top shelves because he can, he can reach that high. <laughs> yeah, same.
2: That's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I disagree with my podcast co here. Come on.
1: <laughs> we had shelves put in the garage uh, this week. And we had some like high shelves. So I was thinking about that because I was like, I have to get uh, I can I can get stuff up there, but to get down, I need a step stool. Cause I'm like five eleven, you know, maybe six feet in the right shoes. But yeah, I was thinking as I was like nine feet of reach. I was like, Oh, that'd be great. You can get stuff off the top shelf easily,
2: you know. Yeah, I mean, use all your storage space. Good for him, man. Good for him. Yes.
1: <laughs> 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 um, so Ricochet won that defense tonight. Butch ran off in a huff. The newsies might be Butch. breaking up. <laughs> what did I you say? Like,
2: I want you to get really close up to the mic and just say his name.
1: Yeah, his where, where's your ASMR Butch. channel we discussed, so We are just going to start it next
2: week. Next week, I this week, but next week. Look at oh, amazing. Butch, Butch. It's like an ASMR. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: That's why Issa needs to do the channel. Saying, just that's saying that's wrestlers, right. names. Okay. Just wrestlers' names. Just wrestlers' names. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> with with when the natural seductive started. flair. Cause... Let me try one. Let me try one.
3: Adolf Eichner.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Bro.
3: <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue.
1: Really does. The more you say it, the more I like it, you know? but butch stormed off but then new day was doing a segment they all attacked well here's the thing i pop for this every time but i think they're running this john cena ruthless aggression thing against kurt angle i feel like they've now run this into the ground yeah we need more clips yeah like this is all we got (laughs) yeah really i think john cena is going to come back to uh lose to cody maybe
3: not anytime yep. soon. He's a very busy man. He
2: got also, sent, he got we, sent we, away by the tribal chief. Let's not forget.
3: Wait, did we cover uh, Butch protecting black women by attacking Xavier Woods? Because Xavier Woods made a GI Jane reference, and Butch That's was right. all over that like faster than Will Smith got to Chris Rock. He didn't even he didn't sit back and laugh at it either. He just went right there. Butch was what? protecting his black women.
1: Who was he talking about? The G- I thought they were making a reference about Butch and GI Jane. I didn't know who. Possibly was the...
3: there was a GI Jane refer- reference, and Butch was having none of it. And I think that was to protect Jada Pinkett Smith
2: stand okay, Butch, butch here's
1: what I want to know when did G.I. Jane become an insult because one it's a pretty good movie two Demi Moore was in amazing shape she was a badass in that film like I don't understand why that's a pejorative
2: it became an insult because Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from a hair loss condition so that's the reason why she shaved her head so and she's been very vocal about it it doesn't it's not necessarily an insult per se but to her it was because mm. of her medical condition
3: that's how she I, took it. That's not how he meant it, and
2: uh, right, Will Smith a I, I Personally, let's not just be real. She's just trying to embarrass Will Smith more. But yes, we'll get she's into ruining
3: her. his career. She's ruining his yeah, career. She's One
2: thousand percent. But that's not a conversation we need to get into now.
3: He's ruining his career to save what's left of hers.
1: All I'm gonna say his "Tales from the Crypt: Demon Night" that she co-starred in is a fantastic film, and if you've not watched it recently, like that should have spawned multiple sequels. I hope she gets to make a sequel to that at some point. Such a good film. Billy Zane's in it. No, again. no, no,
2: Glenn. Like, I, I get where you're coming from because it was good, but just let her let her stay over there in her little Facebook show and let her like stay contained over there for now. Okay.
1: Great. Uh, speaking of John Cena, I finally watched Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2 last weekend.
2: Wow. What a what a productive weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to put, um Daddy's Home One was better than Daddy's Home Two. Daddy's Home Two, I just said too much. I, here's my thing. I like now because I can't I can't have the sound up when my wife's sleeping and I I'm playing Fortnite because with her surround system, like, you just can't sleep through that. So, and I can't really wear headphones easily and play Fortnite because I'm, I'm, I don't like to talk while I game. So I just put movies on the iPad and I have the movie going on the iPad and kind of watch that while I'm playing Fortnite.
2: You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start taking a shot of alcohol every time Glenn flexes about his surround sound. So here's- <laughs> It wasn't expensive. Hey. I'm just saying,
1: like, and here, and this is what kills me about that. <laughs> That's going to be
2: our drinking game. <laughs>
1: I mean, I spent less than $1,000 on the entire system for the receiver, the speakers, everything. It was really getting it in the ceiling and the walls and the wiring. That was does the this part.
2: Count, does this
1: count us another flex? And, that's another flex. So you got to take a <laughs> shot. On, let's go. Look, and if you're renovating your house or you're installing it, do what I did. One of the smartest things I ever did. I had them put two additional speakers in the kitchen. So I can hear the TV in the kitchen. It definitely and, a flex,
2: definitely a flex. And McCarty, I have to put one, speaker,
1: one mono speaker in the powder room. So if I get up to pee during the oh, movie, oh wow. I can hear the movie in the bathroom. I don't have to pause it. And I'm I'm so mad. I've been telling my wife this. Like it won't even cost that much. I want to get a TV in the bathroom too to mirror what's on the TV out there. So if I go and pee, I can look in the mirror or look at the TV and just, just try to, to get
3: isa drunk on this podcast. You need a double shot glass, Isa. That's
2: enough. (laughs) Please, please continue with the show.
1: (laughs) So when we went to Puerto Rico, we went to the Bacardi factory and we did the tasting. And here's what I love about my wife. If we go to a tasting and other people don't because, you know, people go to tasting and they'll tap out and they'll tap out before you get the expensive one. You go to a tasting and you always get the, here's the basic one and here's this at the end. It's like, here's the one that's $500 a bottle, the one that's $50 a shot, and we're giving this to you. You got a lot of people by the end of that that are just like, I can't drink anymore. My wife will keep uh-huh. score. And after the drink, thing's over when the people leave, she will go and just pound the expensive shots something. that other people left.
2: Let me tell you something. When I growing up in Puerto Rico, we will go to the Bacardi factory. We will pay for the taste thing. So we would get wasted before we went out clubbing because it was a yeah. lot cheaper than lot buying cheaper. alcohols at the club. So it was it was a win-win situation. You go to a cardi factory, have a nice tour, you get wasted, and then you go out clubbing.
1: But there are always at least three or four of those $50 shots that people leave in the tasting because they're yeah. too, like, why let that go to waste?
2: They're soft. Soft. You don't do that.
3: I'm going to start taking right. shots every time Isa Lisa gives me one of these great life hacks.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna, maybe that should
1: be my new life series on you. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why I'm miserable when I go on cruises because I end up getting seasick, so I have to take anti-nausea medicine, which means I can't drink, which is just like being sober on a cruise is not fun. Being seasick on a cruise is not fun. I don't know why we've gone on so many cruises. Like, it's always kind of miserable.
2: You're sober on a cruise?
1: Well, because if I'm taking the the anti-seasick meds, you can't drink on those.
2: Oh, I can't remember the last cruise i went in not because of time because i was drunk the entire time but i did learn that if you hear on the speakers if they say oscar that's a code for somebody went overboard
3: Mmm. yeah oscar over overboard
2: oscar yeah yeah that's like
3: the military oh like it's kind of f is foxtrot and stuff like that right
2: right 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 that's that's Oops. the code they have like certain codes for the things that they call
1: Tube City asking if there's a TV in my bathroom, how am I going to aim with the TV on? I'm not going to like, <laughs> accidentally piss on the TV. <laughs> how well low is it to down? Yeah, no, yeah, I'll put it <laughs> downward. You know. <laughs> oh my God. Look, there's nothing worse than when you're watching a movie with someone and somebody has to get up and use the bathroom and you're into the movie and you have to pause the movie or you have to uh, get up and like hope you hear enough of what's going on that you don't miss it and come back. But to if you anything. have
2: an ecosystem going, you can keep watching it on your mobile device. Like if you have like an Apple ecosystem, you can keep watching it. Wait with this Apple, the Apple like oh, if you're watching yeah. Apple TV, it will play on all of your Apple devices. So you can yeah, keep with watching it your... you
1: can't AirPlay the video from your T V to your yeah,
2: you can. device.
1: No you can't not from the not from can you? I have to look into this.
2: Yeah you can look at, with the I Apple home it. thing. Because I can't, can't I be look into a, this. Yeah I just sit at my best friend's house house. Like
1: apartment, okay. but we'll play it on both screens at once. That's the question.
2: No, I can't remember, but I'll I'll yeah. show you what she has, and you can figure it out from
1: there. By the way, the other night, okay, look, you nineties kids. I understand you have your movies that you love, and we have like the Clifford with Martin Short that I watched, and I was like, yes, this is a batshit crazy movie. It's fantastic. You have Empire your Airbornes. You have your sidekicks. You have your Empire Records. You have your Ladybugs. 90s kids love this film Captain Ron with Martin Short and Kurt Russell. I put on Captain Ron the other night because I'm like, oh, I've always heard this talked about. I'm going to watch Captain Ron. It's going to be great. I laughed maybe once during Captain Ron and why is Kurt Russell doing Michael Keaton's Beetleju- Beetlejuice voice the entire film? I'm a 90s like, kid. Never saw the movie. I've never yeah. seen it. You're not missing. They go to Puerto Rico at one point. They're sailing. They're in a boat. It's a sailing movie. Captain wow. Ron, though, I don't get the love for that film.
2: I've never
1: seen it. Very disappointed. Ladybugs has been on cable a lot lately, though. And I have to admit, I've watched, I've re watched multiple portions of Ladybugs.
2: <laughs>
1: Everyone's saying watch Goofy movie. I've heard Goofy movie. Powerline is the band in Great it, right? Movie. The Goofy. Okay, okay. I will watch Goofy movie. This better not be a Captain Ron situation. At least, should have won a Grammy. I'm not watching it's
2: it. I'm so going to wait for Glenn to watch it and he'll let me know if I need to watch it. I can
1: just hear, by the way, during all this in the future, I could just hear in the future the angry comments. Just being typed while we're having this conversation.
2: Yeah, because this podcast has been all over the place. <laughs> yes, no, no, like, this this is a wrestling, wrestling. show. <laughs> why didn't they put middle? Why are you guys Intermall? not why are you guys not reviewing the main event? Are we at the main event? Yeah, we're no. at the main Jesus
1: Christ. How's it going for an hour and a half?
2: You didn't we're talk about, about Raquel. You didn't talk yeah. about Raquel Rodriguez going Raquel Rodriguez. Like yes. what was that? Like
1: she was in a, <laughs> a telenovela.
2: Yeah, bro, like the you like Your Spanish, you can roll your R's. Like, relax,
1: girl. That's not her, though. You know,
3: that's WWE, like trying to put the ethnic slang on that. You know, and you can. It's so produced. This is how you can tell that they're really into her and they want to give her a shot because she had a smile through the whole
2: promo. Oh, I do know. I know and that and that segment came after um Ric Flair's baby mama was like talking about some really deep stuff. And then like you had you had Shayna Baszler just standing there like, What <laughs> what? It's true. No, no. She, and then you had Shayna Baszler standing there, like, what the hell was that? Same. I was trying to have a good time. I was streaming, I was drinking. And listen, I am into this new Lacey Evans. Love the new but, Evans. But it got too deep. Like she killed my boss completely. I'm yeah, like, this, this is really
3: sad. <laughs> <laughs> what made it so great last week? It was just very grounded. There was no music, right. but now WWE music. putting its WWE touch on it, where there's got to be this and dramatic has music. I the Cody
2: Rhodes logo as the backdrop. Like, do yeah. they have to remind <laughs> us that Cody Rhodes <laughs> yeah. is there all the freaking time?
1: Like, chill. Um, Dylan Matthews saying, "We're the best after-show review channel on the damn internet. Anyone who doesn't like it can kick rocks." I agree. Thank you, Dylan. Agreed. Okay, so here's what's the good with Lacey Evans. I almost didn't want to say this publicly, but I'll say it here. A plus content, B minus presentation tonight. And it's yeah, not Lacey's right. she fault. Kill,
2: she killed my boss no. completely. Completely yeah. kill my like, boss.
1: Why did we get the animated graphics for ZLE? And why do we get like this elaborate promos for other folks? But with Lacey, it's like we're just going to add music and like do these camera cuts. Like her story is very powerful. Mm-hmm. WWE is now doing her a disservice by not presenting her story in the best way possible well it
3: we'll be shouldn't there. be presented it shouldn't be produced at all it should be what it was last week it's just a real right. woman telling a real story with nothing no bells or whistles no cartoons or right. anything just let her talk
2: right yeah. did we ever figure
1: out what happened with see at landlord no he got evicted <laughs> oh okay so need, Hard times. Hard so need times
2: the Hard
4: Yeah.
1: um i can't wait to see lacey evans wrestle again but they gotta, they gotta bring these promos back to basics. Like, if she's gonna be really real, they need to present her like no. It was not,
2: just a lot for a Friday night, and you're, yeah. you know, you're feeling good, you're buzzing, and then she just like, she got too deep, got
1: too deep. Looking forward to it though. Who's she feuded with first?
3: Natalia. It looks like you know Natalia was kind of calling her out. So it looks like Natalia. But Natalia's in,
2: gonna be an NXT. No, maybe Chyna. Maybe Chyna. Maybe Chayna. I she like the idea Shana. of her in Chyna.
3: Yeah, but even when Dolph Ziggler was in NXT, they're going to go back and forth on NXT and Raw. It's just that they're just going to use. She's going to
2: feud with Raquel Rodriguez. Oh,
3: there you go. Well, that could be interesting. <laughs> so backstage,
1: <laughs> we had Natalia like being like, "Who cares?" Um, with Shayna, so they're the mean girls now. And then Raquel was there. Raquel Rodriguez. I wish I could roll if I could roll the R's, I'd be saying Glenn Rubenstein with the rolled R. I'd be okay. rolling R's left and right. Can't do it.
4: Glenn. Rubenstein.
1: Rubenstein. Yes. Alfred. I like that. I like that. I'd be like, remember when Barack Obama would like <laughs> always hit the hit the accent? <laughs> remember how Obama would always like hit the accent when he said like Nicaragua? Or is that like he would always like hit it? I'd be like that guy with the rolled Rs Everywhere. <laughs>
3: You can't roll your eyes, ours at all. I'm sorry, that was so funny. I just it came out of nowhere. <laughs> expected you can't roll your eyes at all, Glenn. You don't know. How good no, it
1: I had a, I still have a little bit of a lisp. I had one as a kid, I did a lot of speech therapy. Like, it's just just how it goes, man. Same thing, it killed my career playing the saxophone. You know, I just couldn't, just couldn't manipulate no, it. If, if we in Puerto
2: Rico were born like, Sansa, like there's three things that we can do the second that we're born, and that's salsa dance, roll our R's, and know how to break into a car. So that's just when it comes
4: with being born. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> okay, send all those emails.
3: And <laughs> all those tweets
1: the NYC Demon Diva.
3: <laughs> Even I'm not touching that one.
2: <laughs> what? I mean, I can... No, I can no, I'm to apartments too if you need me too. I mean, to. I mean I escalate
3: escalated. When you come out to Eagle, we're gonna break into some houses together, right? We're gonna get those gentrified oh, well, money.
2: Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna go for WrestleMania. You're gonna oh, do yeah. the parking thing again, and then we're gonna use my powers. Yeah, you know. Oh there you go, I like that. <laughs> There's always a way to make money, Alfred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear those future complaints being typed. And awesome. i will do the podcast
3: after WrestleMania. Like, uh, I'm Glenn and Ethan are in jail this week, so I'll be. Talking <laughs> <about wrestling. laughs>
2: Maybe we can like we can we can probably get in a phone like smuggle, or we can pay one of the correctional officers, and we can do it from the jail, like from prison. We can join yeah. in.
3: Oh, that'd be great! Oh, yes, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> the main event tonight. Oh, yeah. Riddle versus Jimmy Uso.
2: Yo, this match was awesome.
1: Yeah,
3: it was. It got me excited, so excited for it because, you know, like Glenn was saying earlier, it's going to be mix and match. They're going to have Orton and Jay now, but they got me excited for that because they had a really well, good match.
1: And you know Orton's going to win also, like, Riddle won tonight, and then they're going to end up losing the titles.
3: Absolutely. They're going to complete okay. the mission. Okay, so can we
2: talk about Riddle like hitting god mode levels, RKO's like, is Randy not gonna get jealous at some point because this Riddle RKO's are lit?
3: <laughs> yeah, Riddle gets up for him and he gets bigger reactions oh. for RKO's.
2: Yeah, like, like I think that's what's gonna cause the breakup.
1: Mm. And we don't give Riddle enough credit for dressing in gear inspired by Evil Knievel.
3: Yeah, that is my favorite Riddle gear. I do like the stars, okay. and the... I,
2: I can never, I can never go over his pinstripe Yankees gear that he wore when he was in New York.
3: that was no that's absolutely especially as a yankees fan but um i don't even think evil i'm a huge super fan of super dave osborne that's what i think and i think that's what that's a shout out to
1: did you watch the uh, super dave documentary yes i've watched
3: everything that's ever had to do with super dave i love him wait
1: hold on wait have you watched how many episodes of bizarre have you seen from canada Oh, okay
3: okay maybe not bizarre i've seen a couple though but not every episode of bizarre i've seen you know maybe that wasn't my favorite thing but even that i've seen some of
1: i I found like a torrent with a bunch of episodes of Bizarre and like we've talked about watching this for ten years, but we're never in the mood to watch Bizarre <laughs> ever.
3: Yeah. I don't know where I would get is it on anything? Is it on any type I'm of sure platform it's on where you watch I'm sure. Hey, I've on. only seen a couple on YouTube, but I don't think they have all those episodes.
1: Yeah. Um, because I remember that's what all the early sk- as a child, nothing made me laugh more than when he did the lip sync at the piano to Dolly yes. Parton's nine to five and he was doing the hand <laughs> gestures and then yeah. Yeah, that, as a child I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. It's great. A super dangerous. Okay, so maybe Super Dave, maybe Eva Knievel, but Riddle was in top form tonight. In kayfabe, why well. have they not made his kayfabe birthday for 20?
3: They should have. Do we not know that? Maybe it is. I mean, it's well, no, they, said,
1: they said. Well, that's what they said. We're five days away from four. Like, for, like that's what uh, McAfee said today. Mm-hmm. But no, Riddle was great tonight. And and this match with the Usos, like, this is going to be probably the greatest tag team main event we have seen
2: I mean, they killed it at Survivor Series. They saved yeah. Survivor Series for me. I thought they had an incredible match, and every time we see them face off, is amazing. To Dylan's point, in the chat, that's exactly why Riddle's going to turn on Randy, because he's going to figure out that he's so much better than Randy, that he can take what Randy does and do it better, and that's when he realizes he can dump him. He doesn't need him. Yeah. I, I want riddle to be the one that turns on randy because i will make it that much more heartbreaking because he's brought out such a different side of Randy. and randy really trust him and they're doing a good job at slow burning that breakup when it does happen i, I really want to know what's going to happen with the tag team division though once they unify the titles like are they going to go back and forward between both brands like is it brand split ending like i don't know what's going
1: on no they're going to keep paying themselves in this corner uh, <laughs> oh here i'll say somebody messaged me this on instagram earlier and i'm giving, giving them the shout out so you know we'll bring solo up you know, or maybe Roman gets the uh, US title and intercontinental title. But that'd then what amazing. I liked, what I liked in this DM, let me look at this one request on Instagram from AK Farhat, who said, and Paul Heyman will get the 24 7 championship. Just to complete. <laughs>
3: <laughs> complete that mission, baby. That'd, yeah. be amazing, baby. Photo op, that'd be amazing.
1: And then they will book themselves so much into a corner. They're like, WWE will just have to like have a series finale monday night raw and smackdown that's great and And then
2: maybe that's when we can start taking breaks that's how you introduce it
1: but this was good tonight this was a great match not as great as what rampage had for a main event but this was really yeah
2: Yeah. rampage rampage wins for me tonight
1: i think rampage wins for
3: everybody tonight yeah those of us who saw rampage uh were very entertained
2: how can it win from everybody when only like a quarter of everybody watches this glenn
1: i know i know but the real high point for everyone tonight was this podcast oh
2: one thousand percent this is a great podcast
3: <laughs> well especially while we were talking about wrestling
1: you know what's funny is that a lot <laughs> of times you get done with this podcast and i'm like yeah yeah that was pretty good it was pretty tight instead i'm like oh shit, we really went off the rails so for me to finally say that like for me to finally think that like, <laughs> holy shit. We should, we,
2: should we warn Raj? <laughs> no, we're gonna- I
1: think we to a There's no edits that need to be made. I mean, maybe I should edit that one comment. Maybe you no, should no, no, make no. a donation to a charity of some sort. You know? Um. <laughs> I feel like we're,
3: we're going to get off of this podcast the same time we usually would when Rampage starts at 8 o'clock.
1: No, this is going to be like when Hank hosted the show the second time, Alfred, and he's going to have to send fruit baskets yeah. and, you know, apology That's to Lionel Richie for every time he called him Little Richard, Little Richard. you, know? you know?
2: No more shot for me on
1: air. The I most low-key but... joke in there, though, was when he said, and you need to apologize to John, John Cusack for those comments you made about his sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you got to this... think about that for a second, and you go, okay, I get what they were going for. With that. <laughs> It's amazing yeah uh okay so that was tonight <laughs> we made it yay what a
3: it's over we did, it. we did it we got over tonight
1: yes dylan <laughs> saying speaking of rk bro does uh does, does randall orton know that rk bro is five letters not three it's true. <laughs> bro <laughs> bro <sighs>
2: It could okay. be
4: more
1: than that, depending on how long you expand the bro for. Sure, it's true. What movie am I going to watch tonight? Last night we watched my dinner with Andre. Not about Andre the Giant. For years I have said it as a joke to my wife, "Well, we could watch my dinner with Andre." She called my bluff last night, and dear God, was that that movie? Have you seen my dinner with Andre? Either of you? It no. is literally it's Wallace Shawn, the inconceivable guy from the Princess Bride. And his friend and the movie is literally two hours of them going to dinner and having a conversation about nothing particularly all that interesting.
2: Basically, this podcast, if we keep going for another 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah, <this> podcast,
1: <laughs> more interesting than my dinner with Andre. So, going to have to decide, maybe I'll watch a goofy movie. Maybe this is the weekend. Where a goofy yeah, this, movie is it, this is it. So we watched Captain Ron the other night. So I think, you know, we're going places. Things are happening. Yeah. Living the dream. She's at NYC Dima Diva. He's at This Is Nasty. Of course, that's Diva with a one. Alfred's at This Is Nasty. Look for those Fast Nationals tomorrow fast morning. Fast Nationals
3: weekend tomorrow and Sunday.
1: Happy Easter. We get a Fast
3: Nationals oh, weekend. Right. No promises, but I, 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 this feels like a Fast Nationals weekend.
1: I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Is is Wink covering Battle of the Belts tomorrow night?
3: I don't think so. Not that I know, I know of. It.
1: Probably not.
2: They should. Know, I'm Brian Ray's is
1: going to watch Weekend at Bernie's solid film solid S- solid film not so much the sequel well uh us three will be back on tuesday until then everybody have a great holiday weekend although i guess easter is not necessarily the happiest of holidays but it can be for some it can be who doesn't like an easter egg hunt or a nice easter basket it's passover for my people don't eat that leavened bread we'll get you back here next time on the wrestling Inc. podcast thank butch